Content warning, everybody. Cyberbully does deal with cyberbullying, suicide, homophobia, and lots of slut shaming. All done with the delightful care that AV family would definitely show all those things. So just be ready for that in the following discussion. internet i'm annie there's no kit so i'm mac <laughs> and this is i will fight you a podcast where we've been turning opinion into stone cold facts since 1986 today's fact you can just block people you can just do that you can just block them in general right click block just block people and we are proving that by talking about the movie Cyberbully. And as Mag has mentioned, Kit's currently on vacation at the time of this recording. So we have pulled in our buddy Jake Mason, friend of the show, former guest of the show as well, talking about the Mario Brothers movie to talk about a much worse. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, no, it, yeah, you know, you're right. <laughs> well, a significantly less enjoyable movie. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Hi, Jake. Hi, Jake. Hello. We're sorry. It's weird that I get to respond to you saying hi, Jake, because I'm so used to hearing I it. I was just thinking that. <laughs> I was saying that, too. <laughs> In, you know, the beginning slates of Gem Jammer. Thanks for having me. I have one question before I we can do anything else. I have yeah. one big question. Yes. Yeah, what's up? Why'd you want to do this movie? <laughs> I love this movie. Okay. It's so dumb. This is another one of those movies. That I don't know how we saw yeah, it, I Mackenzie. Don't how we saw it? Because either. this was all. I don't. Did we have cable at the time that this came out? We may have. I don't think so. I feel like maybe it was on Netflix streaming at some point, and we were just kind of idly flipping through, looking for something to watch, and we saw this, and we we're like, "This looks terrible. Let's watch it." <laughs> we were like, "This sounds like a very serious made-for-TV movie about cyberbullying." This is a weird one. This is a super weird one. I feel like Mackenzie and I watched it at some point in our friendship, probably around 10 years ago. And we were like, this is incredible. <laughs> and then spent a lot of time talking to each other and, and just texting each other like, you're nasty and a bitch. And a bitch. <laughs> I wasn't there for when you watched this, obviously. That was a Gregorian decade ago. But I do think you did see it on Netflix because I remember at least a while ago, like every ABC Family movie went to Netflix. That would track. Because my favorite Thanksgiving movie was only on Netflix because it was an ABC Family movie. That's right. I said a Thanksgiving movie. There is one and it stars Jenny Garth and it's called Holidays. And you can't find it anywhere anymore because it's not on Netflix. It's the only place that you can find it. I would trust Jake Mason <laughs> to be the one to sniff out a Thanksgiving movie. I love it. It's so good. It's got an alternate universe. She bumps her head, wakes up in what? a world where she's not a big corporation lady, and she lives in hometown. Does she love small town America? She love her small town instead of trying to destroy it with Walmart. It's it's great. Oh my god, that's Hallmark plot, but for Thanksgiving, finally. Yeah, and it's like pretty solid, especially like if you've ever worked in like a retail store in a small town and you know that like they literally just come in and destroy everything. Yeah. 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 So but that that was there. So I feel like this definitely would have been on Netflix around then. A little background on this movie. This is a 2011 made for TV movie. Remember those? And it has a very important message. And that message is don't cyber bully in the year of our Lord 2011. <laughs> 
It was made for ABC Family in collaboration with Seventeen Magazine and had a big like marketing thing of like badges that you could put on your social medias with the marketing slogan, delete digital drama. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. The three Ds. (laughs) Yeah. It's the the Internet's reduced, reused, recycle. (laughs) Exactly. This is most notably, this stars Emily Osment in one of her like earlier roles. It feels like it's kind of like baby steps in breaking away from the Disney teen starlet crowd. I guess she had been in most of Hannah Montana. That's a little after my time. So I didn't like latch on to that one. I mean, ABC Family is still like a Disney network, but like little little baby steps. It's the teen Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole trying to figure out because like the poster for this on Amazon Prime does not say this is made for ABC family until you like (laughs) see a like a thumbnail of it. But like the just if you Google it, it doesn't show up. So when I turned it on, I was like, this looks exactly like the secret life of the American teenager. Why is that? And the answer is because it was probably made by the exact same production crew made during the time that that (laughs) show was on the air. Oh, really? Yeah, I never watched that show, but I did watch Make It or Break It and 10 Things I Hate About You, the TV show, which were on ABC Family. So I saw. Oh, right. They made that. Uh, I saw a lot of ads for Secret Life of the American Teenager, which this literally, this could have, number one, could have been an episode of that show and mm-hmm. maybe should have just been an episode of a TV <laughs> show and also looks exactly like it. The it like really the does. exact same shooting style. Like everything is a little too close. Like everyone needs to take like. <laughs> 18 inches step back and and then the movie would look fine and that led me down this like weird like hallmark drama rabbit hole that i don't know if and when you want to talk about that but i have some notes about it we live for the hallmark drama here yeah i am happy to hear about this hallmark drama now this movie was written by tegan booth Maybe Tira Booth. I don't remember her name. I have my laptop to near me, but it's not open. So we're doing this off memory. What else did she work on? So I went to her IMDb and she did not work on Secret Life of the American Teenager, which is like what I was looking for. But she did work on most recently in 2022, the Hallmark Channel movie series, The Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries. The what? Oh, my God. Starring Candace Cameron Burr. Of course. Of course Obvious. it's starring Candace Cameron Burr. You can't not star Candace Cameron Burr. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's neat. And then there was like this note about the show like not continuing because of Candace Cameron Burr, who had a contract with Hallmark. Mm-hmm. She's going to a different channel. What? Do you remember Great American Country? GAC? It's the VH1 to CMT's MTV? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So they're rebranding as, like, Country Hallmark. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, and so they snatched up a bunch of Hallmark, like, mainstays, like Jesse Metcalf and Danica McKellar and, like, two other people that I don't recognize. They got Danica? One of those is Gretchen Wieners, right? She was not listed, so I don't know where her allegiances lie. (laughs) She might have moved to Lifetime. I'm not 100% sure. But then Candace Cameron Burr and her, like, I guess, whole entire production team for the Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries just, like... Oh, my God. Went to Great American Country, or GAC Family, as it is now called. Oh, my God. Like, Candace Cameron Burr, though, that's huge. She's, like... Candace Cameron Burr stars in, like, five Christmas movies a year. I know. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting three <laughs> Candace Cameron Burr movies on Hallmark. <laughs> 
I mean, on the upside, this gives my girl Erin Cahill just more opportunities to make more Hallmark movies. Right. That are all about the same thing, because every <laughs> single movie on Hallmark <laughs> is exactly the same. And that's why you watch it. And that's why you watch and it. That's why you watch it. It's the same movie. It's just some pretty lady has no time for family until <laughs> some generic handsome lumberjack some brown-haired white guy teaches her the meaning of christmas or whatever he's got a project he's got a skill that is part of the busy that she needs to do for the christmas deadline <laughs> yeah I and mean, then she learns the meaning of christmas and family and that's every single hallmark movie and they're all beautiful and they're all great. Um, the Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries, by the way, seems like the most boilerplate thing ever. It must be one of the things that's like either like it begat a series of cozy mysteries or it is from a series of cozy mysteries. This is from the Wikipedia. This is the description of the character Aurora Tea Garden. That's her name? Candace Camerver as Aurora Row Tea Garden. Yeah, it's her name apparently. I thought it was like a, like a town. That's such a good name. She's a librarian in the small town of Lawrence, oh, Washington. God. Unlike the Georgia location of the novels, who runs the Real Murders Club. The what? Are you doing the Real Murders? What is <laughs> that? Sounds like a murderer's club for murderers. Or like that sounds like you're in a group who's into true crime, and true crime is not really in the same ballpark as cozy mystery. No. Anyway, she ends up marrying a guy named Nick Miller, who's played by Neil Matter, who is on Eureka. So that's what? how I know him. <laughs> that's the weird rabbit hole I went down trying to figure out if this movie was written by A Secret Life of the American Teenager writer, <laughs> which it was not, miraculously. What a spectacular series of revelations you have brought to us. <laughs> <laughs> Very little of that has an impact on the plot because it happens in 2022, but... <laughs> I kind of want to start a murder club now. I do have two more notes about some of the casting in this movie. One of them is that the very straight best friend, Kay Panabaker. Oh, she's very straight. The very straight best friend. This movie may have, in fact, killed her career or just made her oh, like no. think about some things. Because after this, she's got like a couple of bit parts on Law and & Order and CSI and a voice in Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3, though. The good one. Maybe Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3 did that one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like... <laughs> Maybe that was the culprit. Here's the thing. By the time you're in Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3, <laughs> the writing is on the wall. You know? <laughs> and then, like, the mom character is played by a woman named Kelly Rowan, who is in, like, a bunch of stuff I don't really care about personally. She was in, like, The O.C. and a show called Boomtown and a show called Lonesome Dove, The Outlaw Years. Oh, she was on Boomtown. That's where she was from. I was trying to figure out where she was from, where okay. I knew her from. And it's Boomtown. Okay. And that's it. Don't, you don't need to worry about not having seen Boomtown. I'm the only human alive that ever saw it. So don't. <laughs> Here's the thing, like I did some digging in her IMDb page. Here's the thing that I actually care about. And this is going to tie this into our brand here is that <laughs> she was in Hook. OK. Ooh. She played Peter's mom in those five seconds of the movie, like with a flashback where it's like, our baby's going to go to college <laughs> and get a job as a doctor <laughs> before Peter just wills the baby carriage to roll away and a very tiny Julia Roberts <laughs> takes him away to Neverland. Before he is kidnapped. <laughs> By fairies, by the fae folk. Before he is spirited away by fairies. That's bananas. When you said mom, I haven't seen Hook in a while, so I was like, when did we see his mom? He's like Robin Williams the whole time. Yeah. But if he's a baby in the beginning, that makes sense. Like, she looks great <laughs> anyway, because she still convincingly plays the mom of a teenager in 2011, which was... Yeah. 
you know, 20 years after Hook. So I feel like the shot is like it's a woman in silhouette or maybe you see her for five seconds because uh, it, okay. it's like the middle of the movie and Robin Williams. It's like, I remember I'm the boy that never grew up, except I did. Now I'm an accountant <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And now I'm going to eat Play-Doh for dinner. I think about eating Play-Doh all the time. I think about it way more often than I should. <laughs> that nasty made up food. Just some framing here. So this is a movie about the internet in 2011. I looked up some timelines for exactly what 2011 social media looked like because this is the year of our Lord 2022. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. We've got Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr are around. They're firmly established at this point. In 2011, Google+, Plus, Snapchat, and Twitch have just launched this year. Oh, no. Google+. Google Plus. <laughs> Haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> <laughs> this is also the year that Microsoft buys Skype. Okay. So that's the end of everything. All right. Uh, This means this is back in the years when I'm on Skype all the time. Yeah. Instagram and Pinterest had just launched the year prior in 2010. And just for extra context, so we all know, this is two years before the year of Luigi, which is 2013. (laughs) Okay, good, good. (laughs) I don't know what compelled me to look that up. I've been on Twitter since like 2009, which is, you know, do with that what you will. I didn't get on Facebook until, like, I think, like, the end of 2010. I've never been terribly active on there because it's made of poison. I feel like the social media is, like, weirdly accurate to at least that time then. Yeah. I was on Facebook in 2006 and also Twitter on 2009, but only because my professor insisted we all have Twitter accounts and I only ever made posts at the start whenever he insisted we make (laughs) posts. I joined Facebook like my freshman year of college, which was also the last year that Facebook was like a college only thing where you had to have like a verified university ID in order to join. That's actually Uh, how my husband and I met. Okay. Facebook used to have a feature where you could like upload your classes and like see who else was in your classes. And like John was in a different section of the same course. Our first like date was meeting to study for the midterm because I'm that fucking nerd. I didn't join Twitter till later, but I do know that my Twitter anniversary hell post that comes every year, like a grim reminder of the future, (laughs) is definitely in the double digits, and I don't like thinking about it. (laughs) I went to Full Sail University. Mm, The fake college. A real school, I promise. (laughs) The real Uh school. (laughs) A real school where you can go and spend all of your money. In addition to GPA, there was a second sort of like trackable grade point thing called gps which was uh global professionalism something i don't remember what the s stands for what you could do like events and like things that that you could do to like boost it and like if you missed class like it would go down so like i think i had like i was like i need a couple extra points so i took a twitter class oh god and that's when i started twitter yeah so it was me and my friend Andy Bjorkland in one of the lecture halls learning about Twitter. God, God, it's all oh. full sale. A real place. A real place. A real school. A real school. For the record, so everybody knows, me and Annie attended online full sale. We did the even faker version of the real school. Oh, oh, yeah. Beck, you did too. I knew Annie did. I didn't. I didn't yeah. know you went. Yeah, both okay, of us. Okay, wow. Did. So a bunch of alums. Alumni. What an experience that was. What a real location. (laughs) A real place to go. What a real place in Florida. I feel like Tinkerbell would have kidnapped me from there if I wasn't paying too close attention. (laughs) 
God, okay. Let's pivot back to Cyberbully. <laughs> we open on Taylor, our main character, chatting with her definitely straight best friend. Yeah. Very straight. Very, very straight. Don't worry about it. Somehow they're commenting on how Lindsay, who is the mean girl who looks like she should be a Christian mean girl. <laughs> she looks okay. like an American girl doll that like <laughs> came to life. We're going to see a lot of Lindsay off and on in this movie. She's surprisingly not a focal point character. Like she's more incidental. But no, but Lindsay, the mean girl is like, I kept trying to figure out like how to put my finger on it when describing her to John. And I'm like, she looks like she's been hit with Joker gas. <laughs> see, to me, she looks like, you know how in Easy A, Amanda Bynes plays that character who's like the super Christian mean girl mm -hmm. and is like, you need to go to church and stuff like that. She looks like every stereotype of that to me. Right. Yeah, except that like every single one of her lines is delivered through a rictus grin. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because the director must have just been like, all right, now you need to be like catty and mean and smile about it. And she's like, okay. And he's like, wait, your mouth did something that wasn't a smile. <laughs> Take it again. <laughs> Take it again. The reason that Lindsay is not too much of a focal point is because she's an analog bully and not a cyber bully. <laughs> <laughs> she is a cyber bully, but she's also an analog bully. So we don't really focus on that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we start out with like. Emily Osment is a character named Taylor. She doesn't have her own laptop in 2011. She has to use her mom's computer, which just lives in the kitchen, to IM her BFF <laughs> about what shoes she's wearing today. Which, by the way, they're like, oh, the red one's hideous. It's a, they're, they're just Chucks. She's just wearing Chucks. Hey, as a proud owner of two pairs of red Chucks. They're just red Chucks. They're not gross. Hey, now I'm being cyberbullied. <laughs> <laughs> it's Taylor's birthday. She has a horrible little brother, I guess. He's kind of a non-entity in a weird yeah. way, considering how integral he is to the plot. <laughs> He's a MacGuffin, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but the plot sort of disappears for about 45 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. He's like the last thing that happens plot wise before it's just a lot of like nebulous cyber bullying and her life getting worse because of that. Events just sort of occur, but they don't really progress a story. Yeah. But like right before we started recording, I really like the last third of this movie. Like <laughs> the last like 26 minutes of this movie, I think they accomplish everything that I feel like they want to accomplish in a way that is satisfying because I'm trying to take the movie on its own merits, but like mm -hmm. you can only do so much. The first hour of the movie is a nothing burger. It, there's just, <laughs> there's nothing there. Oh, there's so many good quotes in the first hour. Yeah. For me, this is the <laughs> juiciest part. Yeah. This is where my entire feast is. <laughs> Most of my notes are out of context quotes that happened. <laughs> The only one that I have is right when they get to school, she's like, high school, the best years of our lives. And I'm like, no one thinks that when they're in high school. No real children ever <laughs> say that when they're in high school. Not even sarcastically. <laughs> yeah, like you are too stressed out and horny to, to do anything like reflect. Like that is literally all you do. You are stressed out and you are horny and you have no idea what to do about either one. For four straight years, I had two emotions. So it was angry or horny. And that was all I could muster at any given time. So Taylor gets picked up by Samantha, who is the designated driver of this friend group. She's straight. In this shitty old car with wood paneling on it. 
Uh, so punch your friends now for a Woody if you need to. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, it's like slug bug. Well, we had punch buggy, the, yeah. the northeastern variation of, uh, right. of slug bug. Yeah, it's slug bug, punch buggy, or Woody for wood paneling. That one's, you know, oh. a little harder to do. Sure. Ryu actually gets mad every time I do it because they're not keyed to look for them. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard of it until now, so I don't blame them. <laughs> if you're in the Midwest, you're keyed to look for I it. I guess it must be just a Midwestern-specific variation. I don't know. So we also have a third friend in the car who just sort of appears. She's there. She's only there sometimes. This is Cheyenne. She's kind of the third friend. She's not really here to do much. She's the black friend. Yeah, her like role in the movie is to just like goad for the first bit and then once she doesn't need to goad anymore she disappears for like the rest of it i'm just supposed to smile stay out of the conversation and say things like damn shit and that is whack props to cheyenne cheyenne is like i'm just gonna leave the movie for a while i don't need this actually yeah yeah sam as stated is very straight everything she does for the rest of the film is for very straight reasons extremely heterosexual reasons <laughs> She's the gay who drives. That's her smokescreen. That's her beard is being able to drive. (laughs) (laughs) Just to throw us off the scent for later. Exactly. Yeah, okay, I get it. As the Midwestern driving gay variation. (laughs) (laughs) So all the teens are on Clicksters, which is a real website. Yeah. A a real website that's definitely real, and it's apparently a a powerhouse versus Facebook. Mm -hmm. According to one character, it's a lot more raw than Facebook is. (laughs) I like it better than Facebook. It's a lot more raw. It's like OkCupid. I was just going to say it's OkCupid's Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) It's OkCupid back when it was like legit. And I used to be on OkCupid solely to answer all the questions. (laughs) (laughs) I like surveys a lot. I like the name Clicksters because it's spelled like click, like group of friends. Yeah. But it's also on the internet, so. Which is honestly, the problem is that like any marketing department would have been, that is a terrible name. You cannot call it that. You cannot make a Q-U in there. People will never spell it correctly. Yeah. (laughs) You need to start removing vowels. Yeah, it also very much, in 2011, yeah, way too many vowels for 2011. Mm -hmm. Also, like, this definitely feels like it would be in the same kind of internet sphere as, like, the iCarly YouTube. Yeah. Oh, God, probably. The slap. Was that, maybe that was Victorious's Twitter. I don't remember. (laughs) It's, like, just, like, ABC Family's version of one of those things. (laughs) But it's a lot more raw, and you need to remember that. (laughs) First off, we have them going to school, and we have what is apparently the pivotal plot point of this movie that is tossed in that is the impetus for everything, which is Taylor said in health class that she thinks you should be 18 before going all the way. All the way. And now Lindsay the Mean Girl is mad because she's been going all the way since ninth grade or something. (laughs) And that is apparently the reason that everything happens now. And Taylor says specifically, I wasn't talking about her. It was a group discussion. Like we were Mm -hmm. all talking and it's like, oh, that's a that's a bummer. (laughs) Also, like who in health class is going to be like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, right. (laughs) One person will ask, can I say the word boner? And that's that's health class. <laughs> that's pretty much the whole thing. Yep. And then you watch, you know, videos of kids getting born until you're like, I don't think I ever want to 
be a part of that on either end, really. <laughs> we find out as we are wandering around the school that Taylor is in love with a boy named Scott, who Samantha disapproves of for heterosexual reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely heterosexual reasons. We have to emphasize this. <laughs> I cannot stress enough that Samantha is straight. I'm going to put my cards on the table. The smoke uh -huh. screen worked on me for like two thirds of the movie. <laughs> when she's like, I forget what she says about Scott. Like they dated for a second and then like they broke up or he cheated I, or something like that. What Samantha eventually explains is that she dated a guy who was also on the same sports team as Scott named Charlie. And Charlie... They went on two dates and then they hooked up and then Charlie just dumped her and never talked to her again. That is what the movie is going to say is Sam's motivation for like saying that like you shouldn't date this guy. You're just going to get hurt like I did. Meanwhile, as far as the smoke screen went, I was watching this with my roommate, much to his displeasure. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, this girl is so gay. And I said, yeah. <laughs> I thought she said that she dated Scott and not ah. someone else. So it's, she didn't even date Scott. So that no. I, I got no excuses then. Yeah, until like the big M. Night Shyamalan twist of the movie, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I will accept your reasons at face value. Good, continue. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, hmm. And I was like, oh, I get hmm. it. All right. No, that's hmm. not what was going on this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest here, folks. This movie is never going to say that Samantha is gay. Everything about the movie will say that, but the movie is completely uninterested in examining Sam's motivations beyond any kind of surface level. Yeah. This movie has never seen anything beyond surface level and doesn't know what to do with that. This is ABC <laughs> Family in 2011. We're still staunchly refusing to acknowledge that homosexual people may in fact walk this earth. This movie believes that subtext is it's for, for cowards. cowards. Yeah, mm -hmm. There can be gay people, but only tragically. Yes. Yeah, only tragically. They have to be sad. Or get out of the movie. Don't worry, folks. Or keep it to yourself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we also find out that Taylor's main motivation for like wanting to sign up for a Clicksters account is because Scott is on Clicksters. But Taylor is not allowed to do things on the internet. She can't even have internet on her phone, which I'm not sure how that works. It is 2011, so that's like the year of the razor, so... Well, we see people with, like, early Blackberries and maybe the touchscreen Blackberry and, like, early iPhones. I think the iPhone 2, two or 3, one of the early ones, is out at this point. But I guess she did, her mom just deleted I don't know if I made this up in my head, but does she say that her mom is some sort of cybersecurity expert? She says her mom is really overprotective and installed, like, net nanny software on her. Okay or something and monitors the websites that she goes to but i don't think we ever actually find out what her mom does for work okay i guess i just extrapolated that like her mom's in the cia and knows how <laughs> knows about computers <laughs> um, and that's why she needed her own computer first also she keep her mom the way her mom talks about like once you put it online it's there forever like feels very like yeah you would think 2011 i know about computers like writing you know what i mean yeah it feels very much like that would make sense if that was her job we don't ever find out what she does beyond some kind of a business thing. She's involved in business. What more do we need? She goes to business. In this town that they live in. <laughs> in state. I don't know if we see it now or if we see it later. They go to Mountain High School. Which mountain? Don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Which mountain? Any mountain. All the mountains. Pick one. It's oh, that one. Oh, you want to know what's extra confusing about that? About Mountain High School? 
<laughs> we see Samantha's car from the back at some point, and y'all, that's an Indiana plate. I know that plate. It's the blue one with the little state flag with the torch and the stars on the side. That's an Indiana fucking plate. Y'all got a lot of mountains out there? Oh, yeah. So many mountains in Indiana. So (laughs) many mountains in that places that the glaciers flattened. (laughs) We have gentle hills in the south a little if it's next to Kentucky. And then it's flat cornfields the rest of the way. I saw the blue plate and I was like, oh, they must be in Finland or something because I have never (laughs) seen that before in my life. Oh, yeah. No, like that is straight up something that I was like, wait a fucking second. My extremely specific knowledge is useful here. According to the plot synopsis on Wikipedia, Taylor Hillridge, I don't ever think we get her last name, but we might. uh, Taylor Hillridge is a teenage girl who lives in St. Louis, Missouri. (laughs) Does she? With Indiana plates. (laughs) Missouri have mountains. Yeah, they have that. They have the, the Ozarks. I don't know. They mentioned her hiking a mountain called Rainer. That's in Washington, <laughs> That's isn't in Washington. it? That's Rainier. It's a different spelling. But like, if you try to Google Mount Rainer, like I did, it will assume <laughs> that you meant Rainier, <laughs> the volcano. To be fair, I've also heard a bunch of people who don't know how to pronounce Rainier call it Rainer, including my mom. You'll get that. I'm pretty sure it's it's in Indiana, though. You're not commuting, you know, if you, if you got Indiana plates. Maybe they live, like, outside Indianapolis or something, and Mom just goes into the city. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Well, maybe. I don't know. Look, they just live in Billy every state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are things that happen in other states, but not in our state. Speaking of which, they're going to try and give us some motivations here. They're throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. Samantha also says that maybe one of the reasons that Taylor shouldn't date boys is we get this weird thing where Samantha keeps bringing up Taylor's backstory, which is that I guess her parents got a divorce a couple of months ago because her dad was cheating on her mom with a 25-year-old, which is mm, pretty fucked up. Weird to bring that one up here. It feels like that merits its own complete specific observation. The way Taylor keeps brushing it off is very much a, I do not want to talk about this, please. Like, she's she's always like, oh, whatever. Like, it's nothing. But it's it's very much a like, hey, man. Yeah. You don't need to do that. You don't need to say that. Yeah. And like, Samantha keeps bringing it up. And it's like, Sam, honey, I know you think all men are trash and you have really strong opinions about that, but this isn't the avenue for exploring that, sweetheart. (laughs) Yeah. And now that we've established all that, it's time for a birthday present. It's time for a birthday present. Taylor goes home. Her mom and her brother are there for her and her mother gives her her birthday present. And it's a laptop. It's a laptop. Her own laptop. It's a brand laptop, which... Per the use, we have to cover up whatever the laptop logo is because we did not want to pay for that. The weird thing is that in this one, they cover up what I think is an HP logo or what have you with an Xbox logo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, the new HP Xbox. This takes place in an alternate universe where Microsoft sold Xbox Mm -hmm. to Hewlett Packard because it didn't do very well. I also like that she gets a brand new computer and uses it for exactly one website. (laughs) It's the the only website that matters. Yeah. Her mom informs her what you do online isn't exactly private. 
don't give out your personal info. Don't go to bad websites, which bad news. She's about to go to a social media website. She immediately goes to her friends or invites her friends over. I was never very clear. As she does, she immediately sets up her Clicksters account. Uh, and Clicksters, you know, like Facebook, ask you questions like, what color underwear are you wearing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I- it's a lot more raw than Facebook, you see. <laughs> <laughs> so raw. I've got a list here. Important questions they dwell on are, what is your favorite body part? And what kind of underwear are you wearing right now? I did pause it and try to get some more questions. Excellent. Which was, are you a morning person or a night owl? Do you untie your shoes before you take them off? Which day of the week is your favorite? Sweet or salty? And a cool innocuous question, what frightens you the most? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one of these things is not like the other. All of these are a nice, fun questionnaire, and the last one is for the Babadook to to know. Like, Like, are you ready to be ducked? Yeah, because it's coming now that you're on Clicksters, a haunted website. You didn't know it was haunted, but it is. Oh, shit. I would watch that movie. I I would would watch it, too. Oh, I would watch Clicksters gets Babadook. (laughs) No, they have like this whole conversation about, oh, what do you say? What kind of underwear are you wearing right now? And Chance like, I say black underwear. And they're like, ooh, you're so zesty. And I'm like, why? Samantha also knows off the top of her head that Cheyenne does not own any black underwear. <laughs> uh, for straight reasons. She's very straight. <laughs> for very normal straight reasons. <laughs> Just gals being pals. <laughs> what I want to know is, does this questionnaire assume you only have one color of underwear it doesn't even ask color it asks what kind of underwear no it does ask color it does oh wait okay. does it say kind <laughs> i don't it actually know it now. says kind because i actually stopped and focused on that for a minute wait so it says kind then why does they say blue <laughs> blue's not a kind <laughs> they don't realize it means like thong hipsters boy shorts bikini thong what's going on here my friend Eli knows nothing about cars. And one time we asked him what kind of car almost hit him. And he said blue. And we were like, well, that guy got away. Yeah. <laughs> this is the same thing as that. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like every time I, I don't know anything about car and Uber's like a white Chevrolet Mazda is pointing out. I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. When Uber started showing me what like a picture of the car that was going to be yeah. delivering my poke, I was like, thank Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because enough people were like, I don't know what shape any given car is supposed to be. Because there's a lot that fall into like the Honda Civic category, which yeah. is one metric unit of car. Like just a fucking sedan. Like, yeah. Is it short? Is it tall? If it's not a pickup truck, they get a lot similar <laughs> the farther in you go, you know? Well, the important thing is that Taylor has gotten a friend request from Scott. Yep. And Samantha feels a normal way about this. So she goes home. We do this weird thing where, like, she walks in the door of this gorgeous looking house, by the way, finds that her mom and brother are asleep on the couch and she's mad about it for some reason. And she knocks on the door, but her dad is doing business, business. things He's and talking about dad. spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> and the cat's in the cradle in the silver <laughs> So she goes to her computer. She goes to Taylor's profile, immediately goes to Taylor's profile, by the way, to read a poem that she wrote and smiles gently to herself. <laughs> Great reasons. I don't know how I didn't see it. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough <laughs> attention to the, to the movie. 
then she scrolls to find a photo of her and Taylor together. And beneath it, Lindsay has written, Lordo and Dogface. So what does she do but immediately calls her friend to be like, someone on the internet was mean to us. (laughs) Also, later in the movie, it will be like a plot point that like... They didn't say it to their face, so it doesn't count, I guess. And I don't see how that is a viable argument when, like, your name and photo are next to this mean thing that you are saying to someone. Yeah. Like, everyone's usernames are connected to their real names on this, and there's a chat room specific for, like, people in your high school. Yeah, like the school. It's pretty easy to connect the dots here. There's a chat room with all of our high school. I would not have wanted that. Who would? Every time I see anything about kids having social media and just the in general, like how social media has per- permeated society in mm-hmm. the years since I graduated high school, I just thank God and Jesus that it was not a thing in 2006. Oh, my God. If I had had access to YouTube as like a middle schooler, it would have been the worst thing for me as an adult. Oh, it would have been Oh, it would have been terrible because like. I graduated in 2007, so, like, we had YouTube for, like, a year and a half at that point, and it was, like, it couldn't be over 10 minutes. It was yeah. mostly cat videos. Like, it was fine. Facebook was only in colleges. People weren't, like, YouTubers yet. That wasn't a thing. Yeah. It's just so wild to, like, think, like, just missed it. Whew, whew. Yeah. <laughs> Dodge that bullet, because, like, would have been rough. Like, teens, if you're listening, if you have that and you can handle that, bless your hearts. You're stronger than us. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. (laughs) We have some weird little shots at school. We jump back to the school a bit. In history class, Taylor accidentally drops her books and... And our future gay boy. This very awkward boy named Caleb is like, that was a Freudian slip because like, maybe you hate class. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Horrible, horrible, awkward child. Bless him. It's after this where Taylor runs into what's his fuck? Scott. Scott, thank you. And he says Jake's favorite line, I see you're on Clicksters. I like it better than Facebook. A lot more raw. Uh, And then he's like, so I'll see you on the school chat room tonight, right? And she's like, yeah. Is this also when he's like, you should add more photos, like bikini shots? That's a little later. Oh, that's later. Okay, great. Sam does not care for that for normal reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact that I learned about the guy who plays Scott is that he is the guy who plays Star-Lord in the Guardians of the Galaxy video game that just came out. Really? Holy shit. That's him. Wow. Also, Kay Panabaker is a zoologist now and she works (gasps) handling animals at Disneyland. Oh my God. Her career just, wow. Awesome. I think she's probably doing a lot better than (laughs) Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3. Good for her. No wonder her acting career dropped off the face of the earth. She found something better. Shit. It said she like retired from acting in 2016, and I don't know if she was already on the track to be a zoologist at that point, or if that's when she was like, I gotta do something else because I'm not a fan of this. Her older sister is Danielle Panabaker, who is in like The Flash and is an actress, and I feel like she's like, she's got it. Yeah. She can (laughs) handle that side of things. I'm gonna go- That's the acting Panabaker. I'm gonna be the zoologist Panabaker. Yeah, and like, good job. Good for you. Hell Yeah. So we go to this chat room where we have, I will say that this incredibly domestic teen interaction does feel fairly real to me (laughs) for this era, which is like, you know, the band Crash is okay, but Tanked Fish rocks harder. (laughs) And Taylor's like, I have to say something. I have to say something interesting. Scooby is cool. That song, Scooby, is way cool. (laughs) I don't know what it is about any given movie. 
that has to make up a band name or a song <laughs> title, but it's like they've never heard <laughs> of music before. Like, this is, like, par for the course. So they're just, like, like tanked fish. That's not a band. No one that you've heard of has named their band something like that. Because if they did, the band stops being a band quickly, you know? <laughs> it's just so bizarre. I forget what I was watching the other day. It was probably something on Tubi, because I'm a Tubi evangelist now. I love that Tubi TV. It's a $5 bin of streaming services, and I love it. But there was something I was watching on there, and they said the same thing. And I was like, just like two more minutes on <laughs> trying to figure out if it sounds like a real band or not, please. I mean, for f sake, there's a band going around right now called I Don't Know How But They Found Me, which is just a line from Back to the Future. You can just do that. You could just do that. Yeah. The, you know, just like. There's a guy called Boy With Uke. He's a boy. He has a ukulele. I feel like the SEO on trying to find that is not great. But, <laughs> but I was at Walmart and I saw a country singer and I like every country singer's name nowadays seems like it's AI generated because they're just like, hi, I'm Dirtly Bruxton. <laughs> It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> Don't say that. Like, there's no way. And that's every single male country star these days. So I feel like, you know, and if they can do it, they can get away with it. You can figure out a band name that is better than, like, Tank, Tank Fish. Fish. Come on. With their hit single, Scooby. I thought they were talking about Scooby-Doo for a minute. And I was like, what did I miss? Are you allowed? To, like, that's a Warner Brothers property. This is ABC Family. Are you allowed to dunk on Scooby-Doo in your movie? Yeah, can you say that? Like, <laughs> I don't think so. Also, how dare you? <laughs> that incredible interaction has happened. Sparks are firing. They are so getting along. It's going great. It's going great. Yeah, it's going great. It's going great. And then little brother walks in and goes, is that Clickster's? Can you make me an account? And uh, Taylor screams and shoves him out of her room. Yeah, she does do that because this little brother just needs to remind you that he exists in this movie. And also because this is a, a pivotal plot point. Apparently. <laughs> this is the setup. Yeah. <laughs> the little brother character, he'll have a nice scene later on in the movie with him and Taylor like yeah. that I enjoy. Until then, he feels like he is a commercial break of a character. <laughs> Like, if there had been one more draft of this script, he would have been cut. He comes in, and then that's when you go to commercial because you're watching on ABC Family, right? Like, and that's yeah. the only purpose he serves is to remind you of the act breaks, and, like, that's it. I keep forgetting his name. It's like... I think it's Eric. Eric? Kyle? Kevin? Some scamp of a name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this fucking kid. So, like... <laughs> So when they're at school, Taylor and Scott are talking about clicksters, and he's like, he has some suggestions. Scott suggests Taylor put up some more shots, like, maybe a bikini shot? <laughs> and Taylor, to her credit, like, Emily Osment makes the most face here. <laughs> oh, is this the one you got the screenshot of? Yeah. <laughs> is this, okay, yeah. I yeah. Saw, <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it's the most, like, I also want to say, just in case it you know gets lost in the wash of us being mean to the movie, I think she's an amazing actress in this movie. Oh, I think yeah. she's, Emily Osment is like really good for what she's given in this movie. What I was trying to articulate with, to John when I was watching this was like, no, 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 like Emily Osment honestly is doing a fantastic job here. The material that she is trying to like bring emotional authenticity to is dumb as hell. 
But like, yeah, it is stupid the things that she reacts to, but the way she reacts to them for the plot is, is good. She is honestly like doing a great job here. Yeah, I think a lot of the actors are doing a lot more than the movie warranted. Yes. Like, I think Kay Panabaker's really good. Megan Rath is Cheyenne, if I'm remembering my Googles correctly. Star-Lord is good for, you know, big lug (laughs) is kind (laughs) of what he's going for. Or I guess he will anamorph into a big lug. He's sort of just like jock at this point. But but I think they're all doing like pretty good with what they're given. The adults, not so much, but all the kids in the movie are trying their best. It is wild that like the plot is so flimsy. The stakes are so low. And people are honestly, they're trying to sort of like discard that and just actually like bring some acting into this and good for them. Yeah. (laughs) So like speaking of acting, bringing more to the role than was present, Samantha is like, boys are trash, though. (laughs) Boys are trash. Boys are trash, though. Remember your dad? And it's like, (laughs) Sam, (laughs) you don't need to bring it up all the time. Come on. Honey, like read the room. (laughs) taylor's like all right i want to go home to my computer to talk to boys instead of going to the mall though and oh it's on this drive home where taylor's also back to sam now just oh god real quick though wanting to go home to your computer so maybe a boy will talk to you on the social media instead of going to the mall with your friend online i'm just i'm just over here having this horrific flashback to (laughs) being a high schooler waiting on the family computer getting really really good at fucking minesweeper (laughs) waiting for my boyfriend to log off of star wars galaxy so maybe we could (laughs) chat a little on msn messenger because the computer wasn't good enough to like handle an mmo kids (laughs) don't be pathetic about your dating partners like teen annie was have a little more self-esteem than the rest of us. <laughs> Have a little more self-esteem and self-respect. You are worth much more than that. Be like me and wanting not to go shopping, but instead wanting to go home so you can reply to your pern emails, writing about your <laughs> fake characters that you're playing online with other girls. <laughs> oh, I also, Annie, I like that you said MSN Messenger, because mm-hmm. I also did not have AIM, and so... Uh, <laughs> ah, you plebs, I had them all. Uh, yeah. See, MSN was for my IRL friends. AIM was talking to, like, my message board forum friends. Uh, I just didn't have it. I don't know why. We just couldn't get it, but we had MSN, because <laughs> my mom used it to talk to, like, my cousins or something, mm-hmm. and so... I had that and none of my friends did, so I might as well have not had it at all. Mackenzie, you had ICQ or something, didn't you? Oh, God, I did have ICQ. Of course you had ICQ. So, okay, so story time. Mm, mm -hmm. My ICQ was not really me. I was like 13 or 12 or something like that when I got my ICQ, and I developed a character named Cindy Rawls. She was 23. She had big tits. What? And she talked with every boy. (laughs) What? I don't even know what an ICQ is. I I catfish people. (laughs) Mackenzie! Were you Mackenzie? Yes. (sighs) I didn't know what big tits were. All I knew is that one time I went into a chat and I was talking about how I owned a ranch in Texas. My name was Cindy. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And a guy messaged me and said, what's your bra size, baby? And I was like 12. Uh I had no f***ing clue what bra sizes were yet and i was like it's a 28 double d oh, wd 40 baby 
And he was like, oh, tell me more. And I was like, I don't know how to tell you more. I'm sorry. I like horses. <laughs> and you're like, I got to go. I got to go ro- raise and rope cattle. I got to go take care of my horses. <laughs> oh my God. I was not prepared for this Mackenzie lore to be dropped into my oh. lap today. Holy shit. That was my adventures on Ice Cube. I made a bunch of friends who all thought I was a 23-year-old woman named Cindy Rawls. Who owned a ranch. Who owned a ranch in Texas. Oh, God. I hope she's doing well. I hope she's doing great. (laughs) I remember I explicitly got a picture because I opened up Ask Jeeves and said, hot cowgirl. (laughs) Jeeves, I need need an adult woman on a ranch. (laughs) Jeeves, please, I need this. And I found a blonde lady in a cowboy hat, and that was the picture I used. Holy shit. Oh, and the worst part is that this is actually, like, relevant to the plot of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) This has got to stay in. (laughs) Shit. God. Okay. Wow. Okay. Pulling back from that, back to this car. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they're driving in the car, and Taylor and... Sam is like, that's not what true love is. And Taylor snaps back with, if that's not love, what is? Sleeping with a guy the second time you go out? And so Sam slams on the brakes and demands Taylor get out of the car. Which, like, legit, actually. Yeah. Like, poor Cheyenne. (laughs) Just in the backseat, like, why am I here for this? Cheyenne never gets to sit up front. (laughs) Cheyenne always has to be the backseat party to this. Do you think she got to sit up front after Taylor left, or did she just sit quietly in the back for, for until she got back. dropped off? She definitely just sat quietly in the back. Because Samantha was just like, that's Taylor's seat. Shan's <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh my god. Oh, oh I really got to get out of this movie. I gotta find I, this a is why. excuse to get out of this movie. I think this is this is the the straw like this like she got an out later and she's like I'm taking it. I yeah. <laughs> I got I gotta get out of here. And that is whack. This is also the point, by the way, where we find out that they have an Indiana plate, and that just makes everything even more confusing. <laughs> Indiana, the Mountain State. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what everyone knows us for. That's everything I know about Indiana. Yeah. You got a or there's one racetrack. <laughs> And a lot of mountains. Gorgeous mountains, especially in the northern half. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, like, Taylor's just like, ugh. I really love that, like, Emily Osment throughout this whole movie, every time Taylor is slighted until she, like, has an aha moment of maybe I should, like, extend empathy to other people, she's just like, ah, uh, What? <laughs> <laughs> ugh. Just the eye rolls and the offended, like, scoffs are so... So just just throughout this piece, it's very good. But you know what? She walks home, then she hangs out with Cheyenne or talks to her or something, and she's like, it was worth it, though. Because Scott talked to me for a half hour. For a half an hour? <laughs> and he spent me 13 messages. <laughs> oh, my God. Sweetheart. I know. Like, I don't. You don't have to get good at Minesweeper, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's just, it's, I don't know if if it's the fact that, like, now I send 500 text messages in in a row or I forget to text my friend back for two months, (laughs) if that's just where I am in life, but, like, he talked to me for half an hour as, like, a win? Seems really sad now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just really, really sad. (laughs) Oh, 
Look, Samantha is mad about this for very particular reasons, but she is not wrong to think that this is at least a little bit teen pathetic. (laughs) I think we also forgot to introduce James. Oh no, this is where James comes in. Not only did she talk to Scott for a half hour and got 13 messages, but she has a new friend request. She has a friend request from a person named James Petitious. Which is an incredibly real last name. A real boy. (laughs) A real boy. He's not one of Hook's victims. A real boy. Oh my gosh. Who goes to another high school that has 300 students in it called Ridgeway High. Yeah. What ridge? Hey, Ridgeway at least sounds better than Mountain High School. It's very shortly after this. It's before the big reveal. The camera just like for some reason cuts over to Sam and I was like, oh, my God, I figured out what's going on here. I think we can all see the writing on the wall. Oh, man. Can we talk about James Petitious's friend request message, though? This is his pitch for being friends with him on Clicksters. I read your poem about hiking Mount Rainer. I was there last summer and felt like the wind was talking to me, too. Heard its voice in my soul, just like you said. Made me wonder if... Talking to you would be the same kind of thing. <laughs> a real boy. A real boy. A real He's boy. one metric boy. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to talk about the James thing now, just to give some context, or do we want to wait that? Yeah, let, let's go ahead. <laughs> James Petitious is not a real boy. <laughs> what? Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> I've been bamboozled by James Petitious <laughs> from Ridgeway High. And just to ruin that plot twist altogether it is sam faking to be a real boy sam has made a fake boy account to woo taylor for heterosexual reasons (laughs) (laughs) which you know looking back on the film that little pitch that james did is the most lesbian thing i think i've ever heard (laughs) so yeah everything tracks there too (laughs) It is very much, this is a lesbian, like, (laughs) sliding her elbows across the table, just being like, hey, I love your poems. Loved your poem. (laughs) It's not this time, but it's like uh, the next time that they bring up James, who, by uh, by they, I mean, like, Sam brings it up as to be like, what about James? Don't you like James, though? (laughs) You said you like James. (laughs) And then, like, it cuts back to Taylor. And she says something about, like, she's like, I don't I haven't even met him. And then, like, the camera just, like, slowly moves back <laughs> over to Sam. And it's just like, this is who she's talking about. <laughs> and, like, 15 minutes later, you see her on the computer. The camera work is not subtle in this. No, no. It's not attempting to mislead you in any way. Yeah. Also, it's so close. Everything, everyone is so close to the camera that, yeah. like, the slightest movement just goes right where they want it to. So This is a movie full of cowards. <laughs> now we go to like an awkward dinner conversation where apparently like when mom and Taylor and her brother Brad D- Dirtly <laughs> Dirtly Dirtly When they sit down to dinner, mom makes them talk about something they learned today. Like they have they have to announce what they learned today. They have to prepare something for dinner, which is hideously painful to think about that is awful i'm so glad my mom never did anything like that yeah it is pretty painful i do like the like in character like the mom just like trying her best yeah (laughs) because like she's clearly very tired (laughs) but she's just like i'm trying to connect with my children their dad just left 
and they don't know where he is until later in the no we found out like now like because the thing that the that the brother learned today is that dad is in california right yeah, so they just learned where he is in the yeah. world. Their dad, Car- Carmelo San Diego. <laughs> so I just, I do appreciate the mods being like, please tell me about your day. I'm trying to be involved in your lives. I just, I'm not great at it. <laughs> but it is like from an outsider's point of view, because we're like in like the entryway when we hear this. And like, I feel like like I'm at their house and it's weird. Like... <laughs> I'm just like, I wish we were talking about something else. You've been invited over for dinner and you have to participate in the dinner conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also at this point where Taylor's like, oh, maybe dad called me too and charges off to find her phone and he hasn't. No, but she has gotten a message from Cheyenne that's like, OMG, look at your Clicksters page. Very bad. <laughs> Oh, God. This is when the movie starts, and I don't yeah. know if we are 15 minutes in or 40 minutes in, <laughs> and it's not going to matter either way for a little while. Yeah. She runs up to her laptop. Mom, like, comes in while Taylor is, like, standing across the room from the laptop as though it is, like, like a foaming dog <laughs> and points at it, and it's like, and it's like, someone hacked my profile, and they wrote a status update. <laughs> Her mom goes, can't you delete it? And Taylor goes to look at it and there's people replying and... Oh my god. Mackenzie. Yes. Do you want to tell us what the status update is? I didn't write it down. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Because your nasty and a bitch is coming up and that's all I was waiting for. <laughs> I could take a stab at it. I don't know if I remember it exactly. All right. What do you I, think it I is? I believe it is something along the lines of, I'm a naughty girl and someone should spank me. Yes. That is almost it, except for it's, I'm a naughty bad girl. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. I thought that was covered in, not- brevity is the soul of wit and all that, but. <laughs> also, when we find out who wrote this, like, yeah, I guess that tracks. Like, God. Yeah, put a pin in this little message about, <laughs> I'm a naughty bad girl and someone should spank me. The best part is that it's not like everybody's like, lol, whatever. Everyone immediately takes her at her word on this. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. On Facebook, like my friends would occasionally like see that I left something logged in and would like make a comment on my Facebook. And literally every other person would be like, hi, Ben. What are <laughs> yeah, you doing right? on a Max like, account? <laughs> even if it isn't, yeah. like what are they doing in this school where they just immediately assume that this, for all we've seen relatively shy nice girl is just like i've decided that this is what i'm doing today and everyone's like yeah we knew that we knew she would be like that i bet taylor slutridge you are not the same girl from chemistry class (laughs) what i don't know if she ever gets around to deleting it even though like she doesn't people have already seen it she sees people have replied and she goes it's too late and slams her laptop closed (laughs) Mom comes in and she's like, oh, hmm. Well, I looked at this website. This is completely inappropriate for someone your age. There is literally a school chat room. So one would say no. But mom's like, you need to shut down your profile like now. We also find out that Lindsay the Mean Girl has left a comment who says, you who'd want to touch your ugly ass. And this is the final straw for Taylor. Taylor replies with the cutting response of your spelled you are. You're nasty and a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm honestly shocked that the music doesn't treat this as a big dramatic sting. Yeah, I'm surprised too. Uh, According to the IMDb trivia, this was originally going to be on Disney Channel. 
Mm. But probably this line is why it's not. Why would they have made it on the Disney Channel? A witch? I feel like it would be just like... You're nasty. Yeah. This would be like the most toothless movie that there's ever been made if this was on Disney Channel. Like Like even more toothless. Yeah. This one at least is like trying, like I feel like the endeavor of like trying to bring attention to this thing that is happening to kids is like earnest. Like if you tried doing this like on Disney Channel, it would be nothing. It would just absolutely be like nothing. They would not even be able to acknowledge like bad names or like sex yeah, you can't call someone a slut on Disney Channel. Like, that's, that's where Mickey Mouse lives. Mickey Mouse lives there. He's not going to let you say slut in his house. Mickey Mouse's house? You can't say slut. You can't say slut there? Going to wash your mouth out with soap. Sorry, I just... I just... I'm just imagining Sora being like, Disney lets me cuss now. (laughs) (laughs) I am waiting for Riku to say bastard because he is the Shadow the Hedgehog of Kingdom Hearts. Bastard. I mean that in the most positive way. I love Riku. But his new outfit is stupid and he's Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, shit. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens next? I don't remember. Because, like, from here on, the rest of the movie is is all kind of, like, one sort of warbly... It kind of is. ...slut shame for a while. Taylor calls Sam... And it's like, hey, are you still in a pissy mood? I didn't do anything wrong. I'm sad. <laughs> Samantha's like, listen, I'm in love with you. Please come over. <laughs> Please come to my house right now. <laughs> Please come over to my house. You know, they're just lying on her bed talking about it. It's just like. Samantha's thinking about kissing her. Is the right time? Samantha's just like, listen, why don't you just like put on your status update that someone hacked your account? And they was like, no. It's like, but. <laughs> You could just do that. Yeah, you, you could just do that. <laughs> It'll never work. To be fair to Taylor, teenagers are the meanest people in the world, yes. and they would run with this forever no matter what you said anyway, so... It's true. You know. Teenagers are very mean. It's a special skill that you learn is how to be extremely pointedly mean, and you have it f- for about eight years. <laughs> you have this power inside of you. And it takes you so long to figure out that you could just be nice to people. <laughs> yeah, that you should keep that sword in its sheath, <laughs> like, no matter how sharp it is. You can just be nice to your friends, it turns out. Yeah. There is a point where it's like, all right, well, anyway, boys, though, and it's like, oh, James, though. James the real boy. <laughs> He's so smart <laughs> and funny and nice. And Samantha's like, likes my poems. <laughs> Samantha's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. That makes me feel interesting ways. Interesting. <laughs> I'm not going to unpack this. I'm going to bury this deep down for the rest yeah. of the movie. Yeah, let's not talk about boys. You should sleep over instead. <laughs> yeah, so we can stay here and snuggle. <laughs> let's snuggle like friends. <laughs> like, all right, disclaimer, like, Yes, platonic friendships can, in fact, involve lying on the same piece of furniture and talking about feelings. That is fine. Samantha is a lesbian, though. She's so a lesbian. In this case, that is not what is happening here. 
This is a girl who is very much in love with her best friend. It is not unpacking that in the slightest. No. Yeah. Taylor gets home and finds her mom and brother sitting at the table. Turns out Eric f***ed up. Yeah, Eric's the one who just got on her laptop and posted it because of earlier when she wanted to make clicksters for him. Eric and his friend Cooper, who <laughs> does not exist, <laughs> is never a part of this movie. Someone named Cooper. Yeah, Cooper is played by Derek not appearing in this movie. <laughs> it's like to provide some plausible deniability for this little brother who wrote like, I'm nasty and someone should spank me. I'm a bad girl. Which is a wild thing to write about your sister, buddy. That's really <laughs> sexual. I'm not saying you have a thing, but like, I feel like this kid should have maybe gotten some more like conversations rather than just being like grounded for a month. Cause like, that's messed up, kiddo. I hope off screen, like, in addition to this, their mom is like, okay, here's why this is extremely bad what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Like, one, where did you learn this? Where did you hear this language? We see him playing, like, Star Wars or some online game yeah. later, and I can tell you exactly where he learned the language. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, you should never call anyone this. This is unacceptable. Even as a joke, I don't care. Like, it's just he's grounded. His little arc is not really part of the plot until it is for a scene. Ugh. But in the meantime, he's just grounded, and Taylor is... In trouble for not taking down her profile, which she's like, I never actually said I'd do that, but also because she called someone a bitch on the internet. <laughs> the final sin of internet is yeah. saying bad words when you're a teenager. Yeah. She said a cuss word on the internet and then was called someone a name, and now her laptop has been taken away for three days. Yep. Over which time, it will just get worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, things are about to escalate in a weird way that's not actually escalation. It's just the same thing is going to keep happening for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sort of how you can describe this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so Taylor goes to school with Sam and Cheyenne. But mean Girl Lindsay calls her Tayho. Tayho, yeah. Which is... Mm, that's nothing. That's, that's nothing. nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as she says that, Taylor suddenly like, let me use your phone to check my clicks to something bad must have happened. And Samantha, understandably, is like, absolutely not. Then you will find out that that is where I am, James. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. <laughs> I have one Clickster's account, like a regular person. I don't have two. <laughs> we also jump into history class where... Oh, yes. This great part. The awkward boy Caleb is like... Hey, listen, I've seen how, like, people are harassing you online, and that's really shitty. I'm so sorry that's happening to you. It really sucks. And she's like, how would you know? She's like, f*** you, guy. How would you know? <laughs> and he's like, I have slurs posted on my page all the time. Yeah, he lists off a couple. Like, this boy is harassed for being gay. There are lots of, like, just homophobic slurs that people put on there. And Taylor, oh, God. Taylor replies with... Well, you really are gay. What they're saying about me isn't true. Taylor? Taylor? The fucking wildest shit. You, I don't know if you can cuss on this show or not. Cuss away. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is the fucking wildest shit you could ever say to somebody. Taylor. 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 Come on. Taylor. Sexism and homophobia have the same root, Taylor, and it is toxic masculinity and patriarchy and treating them with unrelated issues is how you start buying into shit like turf rhetoric. This is how turfs happen, yeah. 
this is how you get a turf, Taylor. I exclusively remember when Annie and I were watching this the first time, when Taylor said that, Annie and I both at the same time said, not rooting for you anymore, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, we were just like instantly like, whoa, hold up. <laughs> yeah, the reasoning is just bonkers too like even yeah. taking that out of it just like well what they're saying about you is real it's like well hold on what do you want to say to him then taylor what are you <laughs> trying to get to taylor pardon me what taylor see slurs are bad actually uh, yeah it doesn't matter the reason why they're happening taylor <laughs> just absolutely wild and like caleb is just like okay all right then all right i will not talk to you again if i don't have to see you later like that's a write off that person forever moment yep turns out he is a a better person than any of us because yeah you know later he will try to like get her to like come back over to the side of the light but like (laughs) i would not blame him for being like cool see you never yeah bye but the more important part of the scene y'all is that Scott is awkward around her now. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Boys, though. This is also a very realistic portrayal of a teenage boy and that he doesn't know what the f*** to do. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's just being awkward as f*** man. I'm going to blame somebody else and try to parachute out of here because I don't know what to do. <laughs> so then Taylor goes to complain to Sam about Scott's being so weird right now. And Sam's like, is that all you care about? In a totally straight way. <laughs> Storms off. We also cut to like Taylor's page where we have people just read weird comments about her. They're incredible. They're like, I sit behind you in algebra. You smell weird. <laughs> yeah, you're all teenagers. You all fucking smell weird. What are you talking about? If you if you don't smell weird, you smell like you're wearing way too much Axe body spray. There's nothing oh, in yeah, between. Yeah, you, you, you smell like a full bottle of Axe body spray, <laughs> which I would say is still weird in its own way. It's around now where they group Cheyenne in with Taylor, and that is the final straw because she's never been called a name before. A black girl at a mostly white (laughs) school has never been called a bad name before in this movie. That is coming up, but that's a little later because Samantha and Taylor are going to start fighting, which means that Cheyenne now has to be the friend. Right. Cheyenne has to be the friend character. Cheyenne has to be the one that talks about a boy because, oh, James defended Taylor when people were saying that she is smelly on the Internet. (laughs) He's a gentleman. Good old real boy James Pernicious or whatever the f*** his last name is. Taylor also gets her laptop back from her little grounding and mom's like, I'm not saying you have to take your profile down, but I'm trusting you to make the right choice. Taylor's like, you should not. And then doesn't take your profile down. I am a dumb teen girl. I need to go look at the pain box. I can fix this by making it worse. We also cut to the cafeteria at school, which is where we start talking about James again, who has left her a message that is, even though we've never met, I feel like I know you. You make me melt. Samantha. Samantha. I think this is when we do the very subtle pan to Samantha yeah, when she's trying do. to pitch James as a good alternative to, yeah. uh, to Scott. Yeah, she's like, oh, I don't know why I'm encouraging this. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's because I want Taylor to see the difference between a guy who's genuinely nice and a guy who just wants to hook <laughs> up with her. <laughs> you make me melt, Samantha? 
Ah, damn. Is Sam an incel? (laughs) (laughs) They talk about how, like, James seems to like me for my brain. And Samantha's like, see, that sounds like love. You should kiss him. You should kiss James. James. You should kiss me. I mean, James. Yeah, I think it would be great for you to kiss that person, whoever it could be, when you (laughs) meet them in real life. I don't know. It just sounds like if you met them in real life, you would love them no matter what they look like. You should look past any other things. (laughs) Any other thing. The real name, uh, uh, how how they present, um, uh, what they look like, just, anything. Just kiss them. Just kiss them. Just kiss. Just kiss James. Whoever James is, kiss. Kiss. kiss Please, kiss James. <laughs> please, Taylor, for me. <laughs> then Scott swoops back in and he's like, "Hi, let catch up. Uh, uh, hi, uh, do you want to go to the spring fling?" And she's like, "Yes." <laughs> And then Samantha is crushed, like, dun, dun, dun. I thought a second ago you liked James. And then Taylor says the very reasonable, I've never met him in real life before. And that is kind of the last straw for Sam, it feels like. Yeah, because she was like, we were going to go together to the spring fling. All three of us. As friends, like friends do. And dance together. I feel like Cheyenne was not told about this plan either, because she does not really react one way or the other. Damn! It definitely sounds like Cheyenne was not involved in that decision-making process. Yeah. And that is whack! Samantha tries to be like, no, let me tell you about Scott. Charlie, the boy I slept with, told Scott about some of the stuff that Charlie and I did, and he laughed, which is like, (laughs) all right, that's a teen boy who's probably like, haha, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I know what all that stuff down there is like, too. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I've done that with ladies, girls, am I right? A lot of them, huh? I have experience. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to go back home on the computer. See you later. (laughs) I'm going to go send a girl 13 messages. (laughs) Going to go hang out in the school chat room. And then Taylor's like, all right, but like, just because you got dumped doesn't mean I will? You sweet summer child. (laughs) And again, Samantha just continues to be mad about this for heterosexual reasons. Heterosexual reasons. Yeah. Don't ask. Don't worry about it. For all the reasons that she states here. (laughs) Normal, regular reasons. It's fine. It's fine. A regular amount of caring. Gals being pals. Just gals being pals going to the dance together, dancing with each other, holding each other close, their faces touching, their fingers intertwined, (laughs) heterosexually, (laughs) for straight reasons. (laughs) We cut back home and Taylor's like, Mom, Scott asked me to go to the dance and I'm going to get my laptop back again. I'm pretty sure she already got her laptop back, but I don't know, man. (laughs) Who's to say? But she, like, sits down with her laptop, and Samantha and Cheyenne bust in the door, and she's like, uh, what? They're like, look at your wall. And James has said something. Oh, damn it, James. So it turns out, just like a regular boy, he got very mean when he was rebuffed, even though <laughs> he doesn't know he was, because he's only in the computer. <laughs> he's a real boy. He has written on her profile, you really are skanky whore. I got with you and now I have the clap. The the clap, clap. which... (laughs) The clap? I feel like the target demographic for this movie does not know that that is chlamydia. I'm pretty sure the clap is almost exclusively the domain of like really raunchy sea shanties. (laughs) 
where you sing about how, like, you got the clap from some woman on shore and by God, you'll do it again. <laughs> but if you have sex with your mates on the ship, you don't get the clap from that. So that works out all right. Because the only guarantee is I'll see a lot of you and you'll see a lot of me. And it's absolutely certain that we'll see a lot of me. songs like that and that's most of sea shanties it's that and then like we're all very hungry <laughs> kind of the two main genres of sea shanty it's that and this high school <laughs> yep <laughs> things escalate in a very strange way from here on out because now that there is like confirmation from a real boy that none of them know because he goes <laughs> to a different school they just double down the high school takes this as gospel Someone makes a video about it. Yeah. Oh, man. Later. Oh, man. Yeah. There's going to be a video about this. In the meantime, we start doing some sleuthing because Cheyenne has a cousin that goes to Ridgeway High School. What luck. And she's like, there is not a dude there named, named James, James Petitious. Petitious. James Petitious does not exist, as anyone could have told you. <laughs> Oh, so maybe he's a fake person. Who could be this fake person? Oh, it was definitely Lindsay the Mean Girl. Definitely Lindsay the yeah, Mean Girl. Definitely. Samantha's like, mm, hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely Lindsay. Yeah. Could be her. Could be anyone, though. Let's not point fingers, though. This is when, like, the slut-shaming montage starts. We start in on that. We do have a... They're hanging out in the bathroom at school. And that's when Lindsay the Mean Girl with her five friends walk into the bathroom and they're like, I should have brought disinfectant. Wait, I, I have to have a rectus grin while I say Smile this. Smile harder, Annie. <laughs> Dang, I should have brought disinfectant. Don't want to use these sinks after the skank patrol. <laughs> I feel like Mountain High School needs a more comprehensive sex ed curriculum. <laughs> you can't get the clap from sinks. Um <laughs> And that's the point when Cheyenne's like, I'm out, actually. I'm out. I gotta go. Me and this ambiguously Midwestern high school, no one's ever called me a name before. Which is, you know, how you know a white person probably wrote this movie. Oh, damn! But also, like, this is like her out to be like, I'm gonna take some time. Also, you two seem to be weirdly at each other, and I'm gonna <laughs> let you sort that out yourselves. There's a vibe here. I don't need to be involved. <laughs> yeah, she exits the movie for a about half an hour, <laughs> maybe more. Well, have a little goodbye with her. That's where Taylor goes over to Cheyenne's house. I have to, one question to ask you. Are you still my friend? She's like weirdly hanging out like a couple feet back from the door with like her hands thrust into hoodie pockets and the hood up over her head. <laughs> she looks like Morbius. Like, <laughs> she's kind of Morbin. She's dressed like she's hiding venom under her hoodie. And, and Cheyenne replies with, I guess. And she's like, oh, so at school we're not friends, but everywhere else. And Cheyenne's like, I don't know what to tell you. She's got to let the heat die down a little bit first. Like, this is a little intense for me. Listen, I'm black in a Midwestern high school. I got my own shit happening here, man. Yeah. And that is whack. Edie Brock leaves uh, <laughs> there. I don't know what happened to make this like clothing and cinematography decision happen, but I'm glad it did because it genuinely felt like a different movie, but in a fun way. <laughs> <laughs> we have this bit where like 
Cheyenne's dad apparently calls Taylor's mom to be like, so are you aware about this teen drama that's happening? To which the mom's response is, show me your clicksters page now. Now. <laughs> and mom's like, why would you do this? Why would you subject yourself to this? And it's like, well, Taylor's mom, here in 2022... We have some bad news about how people interact with the pain rectangle that lives in our pockets yeah. and the bad websites we go to because we're all suffering in hell together holding hands. Because Yeah, because we're all the f***ing toys in Toy Story 3, just like <laughs> ready to get ed up by the claw machine that slash volcano, if I'm remembering correctly. We're just holding hands here in the pain box. Doing our best. <laughs> we're doing our best here. Doing our best out here. Why would we subject ourselves to this? We don't have an answer for you. That's where all my friends are. They're also in the pain box. This is where all of our friends are. <laughs> we're, all, we're all in the pain box together. <laughs> we're just trying to make a little oasis here in the pain box. It's not going so hot, but we're doing our best. <laughs> we're doing our damnedest. <laughs> And, like, Taylor's just sitting there watching the bad comments rolling in. Someone talks about how she has a fake virgin act. And Lindsay, the mean girl, is like, James dude told me she strips all her clothes five bucks. B-U-X. B-U-X. <laughs> like how kids write. Yeah, you know? like how kids are when they don't write the whole word like you or R. They use letters instead. IDK, my BFF Jill. My BFF Jill. This part does have like one of my favorite bits of acting, which is when Taylor just like kind of snaps and she just like is telling her mom because her mom's like, why did you do this? And she's like, look, I'm so popular. Look at mm -hmm. all this terrible stuff. I'm the center of attention. And she's just like <laughs> crying through it. Yeah. And yeah. like, it's really good. It's really good acting. It's great acting. <laughs> yeah, Emily Osmond is honestly doing like some good work here during this bit. Like, she is like slowly having a breakdown. It's just, it's just that she is having breakdowns over messages like, you smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you're a kid, everything feels like the end of the world. So like, I yeah. will give it that grace. But also later on, you will learn you can just block them. And she goes, I didn't even think about that. And like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you didn't think about that. It's okay. This is where we actually have the big dramatic reveal where someone on James's profile is also looking at all these comments and calls Lindsay a liar and it pans up and it's Samantha. I want to know in universe what Samantha's reasoning for this is. It's probably like a, I went way too far. Uh-oh, let me try to pull this back. But like, if... Feels really weird to be like, you gave me the clap, you're a skank, to like, two seconds later. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Shut up. And again, like, these are such big reactions for what is ostensibly, I just don't want you to date this boy and get hurt by him. Yeah. This is a lesbian. <laughs> also, because this is a movie about internet is bad... All the dramatic shots are like close-ups of a computer screen and like there's not a lot going no, on besides like look this movie is a lot about reading in a way that I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> and it's also a lot of like looking at a movie user interface for a social media website. Yeah. Which is always going to be bad. It's rough. <laughs> it's a little rough. Taylor gets to stay at home from school. Mom's letting her stay home. But mom also has the terrible advice of like I just don't want you to avoid your problems. You know, maybe you should just face things head on. 
really? Like, walk into school with your head held high and tell those kids they shouldn't believe everything they see on the internet. And Taylor just gives her this look like, are you serious? You want me to be eaten alive tomorrow then? Okay. (laughs) Teen's great. Facing a problem head on is definitely a great thing to do here. It'll go super. One of the few times I did that, I got into a fight in the locker room. (laughs) Mm. So... I think it was the right thing to do because he did stop picking on me for the rest of our time in the school. Mm -hmm. But I did have to fight someone in a locker room (laughs) with a backpack on and it was just not great. It wasn't the best. Yeah, I don't think Taylor's prepared for that. No, definitely not. She's not hardened to the ways of the world. She's from (laughs) Indiana. Into Missouri? Into Missouri. Missouri, Indiana. Into Missouri, Canada? (laughs) Taylor's mom goes to talk to the principal about... The internet and the principal has to be like, ma'am, I don't control the internet. I don't know what you want from me. (laughs) I can't help you there. This is a separate website that does not actually have anything to do with like, these are teens. They can go on the internet. I don't have any jurisdiction. And then he just turns directly to the camera. If only there were some laws. (laughs) (laughs) His main point is that it's not clicksters.edu, so he can't do anything (laughs) about it. Taylor goes to Samantha, I need to be in the chat room. I need to talk to people. And everybody in the chat room for their entire Mountain High School is like, oh, Taylor must have skipped school because she is now pregnant and the whole football team is the dad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The sex education of Mountain High is severely (laughs) underserving the students, I think. It's not very good. (laughs) Taylor's like, oh, this is terrible. What if Scott thinks I'm pregnant? And Samantha's like, what? (laughs) A teen girl is worried about a boy she likes during dramatic (laughs) moments that seems inappropriate? I just, why would you do that? And it's like, sweetheart, some girls aren't lesbians. Some girls are just horny idiots for boys. It happens. It happens. It happens. She's a high schooler. You could be a horny idiot for like a boy. You're not. Like, you're a horny idiot for this girl specifically, and that's okay. Yeah, a horny idiot knows no bounds. (laughs) It can happen to anyone. It can happen to you. (laughs) It can happen to anyone. And Samantha starts yelling about it, and Taylor's like, please, I can't take it if you're against me too. (laughs) And Samantha's into saying, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me sit down to you. Let me sit next to you on the bed and and just hold your hand and then hold your and just stroke your hair and and just it'll be fine. (laughs) They go to school the next day and Samantha's like, what if we ditch school? And Taylor's like, but I want to talk to Scott, though, because I'm a horny idiot. (laughs) And Samantha delivers this line. Maybe you should get Scott to give you a ride home, too, because I'm done trying to be your friend. Have a nice life, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) that escalated quickly a straight girl (laughs) a heterosexual teen normal friend stuff just a gal just a just just a gal gal trying to be a pal and tired of it (laughs) just a gal trying to be a pal (laughs) it also turns out that today is the day of the spring fling um i guess she has to talk to scott about their dating i guess the spring fling happened she goes to scott to be like hey i know that The whole school seems to think I am the worst right now. Are we still going to the dance? And Scott, an idiot boy, is like, (laughs) I have no idea how to answer this in a way that will satisfy anyone here. (laughs) And he pulls out the stupidest excuse, which is, my mom says I have to go with someone named Marnie Fox. Because 
her mom and my mom are best friends and I got to do that. He says this while maintaining zero eye contact <laughs> because, yeah, I get it. Does Taylor just like leave from here or? She just leaves. She just leaves and she goes like to the bathroom where Lindsay and her five friends who are now like 10 friends, they multiplied at some point. Yeah, well, there's a separate chat room called the Taylor... <laughs> Hill Ridge Haters Club, and now they have meetings in the bathroom, I guess. Yes. And they're like, oh, she's crying. I guess she saw the video. It has 500 whole views. 500 views. 500 views, which is a lot for your school, yeah. you know. Yeah. Especially for the production values of this particular video, because Taylor rushes home to go see it. And what it is, is it's probably Lindsay wearing a sheath dress with a fake pregnancy belly and Taylor's face on a cardboard cutout tied to her face, approaching random guy with a sack over his head and going, hey, baby, good time for 10 bucks, five bucks, two bucks, two bucks, 50 cents. What if I pay you? I'll pay you for a good time because I'm Taylor Hillridge and I'm really the dirtiest little whore. <laughs> I had forgot. I didn't. I guess I didn't forget. I hadn't realized how out of fashion the word whore had fallen <laughs> because I don't hear it a ton these days. No, you hear it like casually. Like you go back and you watch Mean Girls and someone says whore casually and you're like, oh, Huh. Yeah, it feels a little weird to hear it. And but this movie was brought to you today by the word whore, I think. And <laughs> the way she hits that WH sound. Yeah, it's a lot. It's <laughs> it's a lot. So this is gonna be the tough part. Cause this one's a little intense. This yeah. is where the intense part starts. We are going to get like a little light on the details from this point out for a little while. Yeah. There is gonna be a suicide attempt here. If you want to skip this part. You can jump to one hour, thirty-three minutes and thirty-nine seconds. So this is where Emily Osmond acts her ass off, frankly. For real, yeah. Yeah. This is the final straw for Taylor. She is having a breakdown. Emily Osmond is doing a fantastic job. As hokey as the subject matter is, as hokey as this whole thing's been handled, she is doing a really great job here. She is acting her damnedest. And she makes a video called The Real Taylor Hillridge. And without getting into details about the content, it is meant to be a suicide letter she posts on Clicksters. We also flash to Sam seeing this video and realizing it's a suicide letter. Yeah, we do some intercuts here with like her breakdown, with Sam seeing this, reacting to it, with bringing in her mom a little later. This part is honestly, I think it's well done. It's well done until they get to the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> That's when it like, the rest of the movie kind of crashes down on it. But like, the, yeah, this <laughs> this all culminates basically the, the suicide letter, the breakdown, Sam calling mom and rushing over Taylor's house all culminates in mom and Sam rushing into the bathroom where they find Taylor sitting on the bathtub. And she is struggling with a bottle of Tylenol. <laughs> and, and, uh, and she shouts, I can't get the gap off. The acting is still like in the same <laughs> area it's still yeah. good but that line <laughs> that line it, it, like the worst part is like i don't know any other way they could have done the scene i don't think there's a single other way like this no. is the best possible option for as like kind of hokey as it gets 
there's no other way you can really go with it at this point. Yeah, because otherwise she's able to take the pills and then they have to get poison control and pump her stomach. I could see it also being like, like she's shaking, her hands are shaking. She gets the cap off and just drops everything. Yeah. Like that would be another way they could have taken it. it would... Or something. I don't know. I feel like I'm not totally equipped to get into this, but just like the idea of this whole big thing and the thing that stops her is having some trouble with the childproof cap. Which I feel like is also like a weirdly grounded moment of like this one thing frustrates me so much that I can't get past it. And that just happens to be the child safety lock on the pill bottle. (laughs) There's no good way to have done this scene. And this is not a good way either. And I don't know, man. Yeah. uh, Like I said, I don't think there's any other way they could have done it that like would be better. I don't know. Yeah. She can't get the cap off. They pull the Tylenol bottle from her. Mom holds her. They start crying, which is good. Mm -hmm. We also have this moment when Sam bursts into the house earlier to find Taylor. The brother is just like playing an MMO or something. And she's like, where's your sister? And he's like, I don't know, I'm grounded. (laughs) (laughs) It's not until like the paramedics have arrived that the brother clues into something being amiss. So we have like a reaction shot of him like standing in the doorframe being like, oh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he becomes a character yeah for, like, the <laughs> remainder of the movie but it's now that he's like oh i should be present in the movie yeah and not a little ragamuffin it's <laughs> <laughs> like a non-entity scamp yeah <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing the impetus for this moment was kind of silly not necessarily warranting this level of emotional response but again like everyone who is bringing that level of emotional response is great here yeah very much a case of like the actors buoying the movie like just keeping it afloat where it is not very strong from here on out i kind of like this movie a lot like i think like they do a lot of quality stuff for like what they're trying to do that i just like i enjoy the rest of the movie pretty much yeah this feels like the part where they actually say like okay so let's actually do an after school special then (laughs) yeah and it seems weird that it took them this long like i said like this could have been an episode of a show instead Mm -hmm. of a whole movie and i think the fact that the last half of it is good because it's more like focused and concentrated on what it's like trying to do and not just nebulously being like <laughs> internet bad why are there no laws <laughs> it really comes together and like it's just weird that they decided that like this has got to be a tv event and not like make this an episode of secret life of the american teenager that we can like <laughs> put a lot of power behind but Mm -hmm. too late to turn back time so (laughs) yeah so we're at the hospital taylor is awake mom and samantha are there they're like okay hey baby how's it going mom and samantha step aside mom being like hey so what the hell was going on actually and samantha's like i don't know somebody was catfishing her who's not me and i have to go (laughs) i have to go bye i'm gonna run away as fast as i can My mom wants to know where I am. I have to go to the roof of the hospital and have a cry about this. <laughs> Bye. Mom and the and like her doctor, a doctor who seems to be like, I'm not sure if he's like a counselor. He seems to do some counseling stuff or if he relates specifically to like Taylor's hospitalization. But he's like, OK, I've been talking to her. You said you're going to keep her out of school. That's great. We have an next one-on-one appointment. Here's a teen support group and some tranquilizers until her mood evens out. 
And then he like turns to the cameras like, here's some very special episode facts about how cyberbullying affects teens and makes them sad. I also have a question. Yeah, huh? Should you prescribe tranquilizers to someone who attempted suicide via pills? Does, so, does that seem... Speaking from some experience here, it's not the best idea, but it is often done. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I was like, this just seems like the opposite of what you would kind of want to put in front of them for a little while to me. Yeah. I guess if it's very carefully, like if someone else is sort of handling it, then there's no chance of like... It's like, it's all about being monitored just because it does help your brain kind of chill and calm down. So you aren't thinking okay. things as much. Okay. So it cools down on, like, any kind of, like, ideation that might be happening. Yeah, and I, I mean, it, it also helps in that, like, the problem with antidepressants, right, is often it will make mm -hmm. you, like, actually have energy to fulfill what you're thinking before they actually start working on that part. Okay. And so the tranquilizers actually, they both calm you down, but you're also, you're too tired to really do anything. Okay, so kind of a double-edged sword then. Okay. Thank you for the context, Mac. Absolutely. Yeah. So now we get to a bit where the little brother gets to have a character. And he comes in and she's like, you would have been fine being a single brother. And he's like, no, I wouldn't have. I forget when it is, but it's around now because like the mom leaves and she tells him to like check on her like every 10 minutes. And he's like playing EverQuest or whatever. And, mm -hmm. and she's like, hey, are you listening? And he's like, yeah, I don't want to lose her either. And it's like, oh, hey, where's hey, where you been, bud? Where you been this whole time? <laughs> It's the little brother who cares about the older sibling. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now Jake's invested. Now I'm on board. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for this. Yeah, no. Now the little brother gets to have a character. Yeah. And so like he goes to check on her and he's like, all right, I got to call mom to tell her you're up. And she's like, you don't have to. And he's like, she told me I did have to. And she's like, well, then wait on it. And they like talk for a minute. And it's like a very nice, sweet scene with <laughs> her little brother who kind of kicked this whole thing off. Yeah, this kid never quite gets like, we never quite connect those dots to be like, hey, this isn't your fault, but you did not help this situation at all. I think the filmmaking reason for it is because then it, this would be the little brother's movie for the rest of it. And I don't think they wanted to like center him like that. But like... I definitely hope that off screen his mom had like a long talk with him about why what you did was bad and like, hey, you know, be a little more considerate in the future going forward. Yeah. Yeah. And all that. It is nice that the little brother's like, I am horrified by the idea that I could have been the person that found you if something had gone slightly different and that is terrible and I don't want yeah. that. Like, that's good. That's good. He gets to be a person. <laughs> yeah. And then because this is like a really ham handed way to do like internet addiction she's like give me the laptop <laughs> and he's like no i don't think you should have laptop right now and she's like i'll get it myself he's, he's like, like all right bring fine. It to me. <laughs> he's like all right here's your laptop <laughs> she looks and i think it's like as she opens it her mom comes in and is like number one you didn't call me and number two you're on laptop what's going on <laughs> And she's like, all right, let's set that aside. I'm going to go hunt down James. Is this when we find out his profile is deleted? Yeah, we find it out whenever she's talking to the psychologist doctor and mom's like, I should have printed out when I had the chance. No, we actually find this out going over to Cheyenne's house because it, Cheyenne is like, okay, I actually know how to use the internet. Let me just look this up <laughs> while two adults look over my shoulder and fret and say things like, why didn't I print out the internet? <laughs> Why didn't you print out his profile? We should have printed out his entire profile. <laughs> Why didn't I print out the internet page for this teen? Is there a button that prints teen boy out? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, 
it's a setting on your printer. You know, it's like color, black and white, teen boy. <laughs> teen boy, real teen boy. <laughs> if she would have printed them out, then that would be the only physical manifestation he had <laughs> as a printout, as a little leaflet. You just, you print them out, you make them into a little origami boy, and then the blue fairy makes them real. Yeah, and then you, you know, punish him for his cyber crimes. <laughs> I'm in a court of law. <laughs> uh, well, actually, you couldn't because, as we will find out soon, there's no there's laws no about laws. the internet in, the, in our state. <laughs> our state's the wild west of the internet. <laughs> Mountain High School is the DMZ. You can't persecute there. <laughs> Oh, there's there's a scene where the mom like has printed out part of the internet and has basically gone door to door to people that like she's gone to find Lindsay the mean girl they're at their like fucking colonial style house it's like colonial modern yeah. which is yeah. a very strange thing to look at it looks bad yeah and like a man answers the door who's like yes I am Mr. Lindsay's dad the lawyer <laughs> <laughs> He, yeah, Lindsay's Lindsay's lawyer dad is his only name that I I don't know I don't know what to try to say, but this is the only any qualifiers we get for him. Yeah, and she's like so. And Taylor's mom handles this in a very extraordinarily bad way. This is not a good way to approach this conversation no. because she's basically just knocking on the door and being like, "My daughter did try to kill herself, and your daughter is being mean to her on the internet. Look at these printouts." Yeah, please read my printouts. <laughs> like, and then. Lindsay's lawyer dad, I can't imagine is a great lawyer because he does not know how the First Amendment works. No, he doesn't. Because he's like, that's freedom of speech. And to quote Sage Ryan, that protects you from the government, bitch, not me. Run. <laughs> like, look it up. It's the First Amendment. And it's like, Mr. Lawyer. Yeah, he's like, it's the First Amendment. And I'm like, yeah, you should check it out sometime. <laughs> that's a private website, sir. They have terms of service. Yeah, you should probably brush up. On some stuff, if you're going to continue practicing, I think. You have to get recertified regularly, right, sir? Not in Billy Every State. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The internet DMZ. <laughs> oh, Taylor starts going to the support group at the hospital. Mom and Taylor have kind of an argument about it in the car where mom is like, I am really worried about you. She has a bit of a cry in the car after. It's. Honestly, like, good job. Good acting here. Like I said, this is when the movie, like, pulls everything together and is like, yeah, here's the whole focus of it. And they just took this is like the hour mark of the movie and there's only 26 <laughs> minutes left. And yeah. like, they just took a long time to get here. You could have just sort of started in on this is a girl who is being harassed at school and what started it, something stupid, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Even like the same first act and then just truncate the entire middle half an hour so yeah. it's not just we're not watching computers be mean at her for <laughs> a long time and just like get to like the real message you're trying to get to because mm -hmm. i don't think you need to like if this was about analog bullying then like <laughs> showing her getting picked on in real life and like that is like you know important to the story and to like set up the stakes and that but like for cyberbullying, especially because like in 2011 it was still you know much newer then mm -hmm. it wasn't brand new, but it was still, you know, they were still making movies about it. It's not as effective reading mean comments about her 
No, and they have not yet figured out, like, the way to, like, show that in an interesting no. way on camera. Like, yeah. And there are interesting ways to show, like, texting and social media and stuff on screen. They do none of that here. Yeah, and they try a couple different ways because there's, like, parts where, like, you'll hear kids, like, reading out mm-hmm. what their mean comments say. But, like, it's, I think it's, like, her imagining them or it's just for the movie for, like, the audience. But, like, None of it really lands, and I I feel like if they could have nailed that, it would have been fine. But if not, like, just, you know, montage it together. Yeah. Dear listeners, if you want a good example of how to do this with a television thing, with a computer thing, watch Searching. Very good. Oh, Searching. Good movie. I have not seen that. It's very good. Do you know Unfriended? Yes. Okay, so it's like Unfriended, but if Unfriended was a good movie. Okay. It's a guy whose daughter has gone missing, and he is trying to, like, track her down and find her. And it's all done, like, over that same kind of, like, video chat, looking at his email, that kind of thing. It's all computer screen based, but it's, like, really good, actually. Okay. I would look it up sometime. I think you'd like it. So what you're saying is that Cyberbook slash slash Y walked so that searching could run. (laughs) Yes, precisely. (laughs) It turns out in the support group is Caleb from school. And in fact, there's an empty chair right next to Caleb. And Caleb does a great thing where he's just, like, making eye contact. And he's like... Okay, then. <laughs> Doing this. I also, like, came around on, like, when we first saw the doctor, I was like, I'm not sure how well handled this guy's going to be, but I came around on him pretty quick once we get to the support group stuff. But, like, there's definitely a moment where Caleb looks at Taylor and then is like, I'm going to extend the olive branch. I'm going to be the bigger person here. It's a really nice moment of them kind of like, not like reconnecting because they weren't like friends before, but like, you know, making amends for her being just wildly out of hand earlier. They kind of start over a little. We basically have three characters in the support group who really talk. And there's Taylor, there's Caleb, and then there's a third girl who is fat and she talks about being made fun of for being fat. And who also wants to get revenge on the world and I kind of love her. Yes, she does want those who wronged her to pay for their crimes, and I support her quest for vengeance. (laughs) Yeah, I do love the doctor there being like, yeah, that's one way to do it. Yeah, you could do that. And he doesn't try to be like, no, that's bad. Like, he's just like, yeah, but like, also, maybe if we end the cycle, then that'll be better, too. Let's try that also. Yeah. I just like that moment of him being like, oh, okay. Um, Yeah, this revenge is one way to do it yeah it's a lot more like of a gentle guidance that you would generally see in these kinds of therapy sessions than like what is usually portrayed on television i was absolutely expecting him to be like no that's wrong this is why and he's just like all right well let's consider our options too because you seem like you're you know i feel like you could do vengeance if you wanted to (laughs) Caleb also, like, talks a little bit more specifically about some of the ways in which he has been harassed by classmates for being gay. And it is like, I am rooting for this child. I want to protect him. He is doing his best. And it was really bad, actually. Some of the shit he says, I'm like, if that's not, like, a thing that the writer read in a newspaper, that's up that you thought of it (laughs) like yeah like when taylor hears that's like her aha moment yeah she's like oh i I am so sorry (laughs) it's like oh god i did i i did nothing to help you or empathize with you when you were like trying to like reach out to me i did a bad shit and also like again like emily uh, all the kids acting is like Mm -hmm. really good like they're they're obviously like really invested in the movie and i like that 
we have a couple of like other scenes that happen in here. Mom prints out the internet again and talks to a detective <laughs> who has to tell her that this is not how the internet works, especially not in Billy every state. Not in our state. Some states you can persecute because of internet, but not ours. <laughs> We cut to a diner where Scott works and Sam runs into him there. And Scott, who is just a big dumb boy who's trying his best, is like, I actually did like her. Is she okay? I'm a dumb boy, though. I didn't do good. (laughs) I feel like I handled that one real bad (laughs) on my end. Because I'm a dumb teen boy and we handle most things badly. That's how I operated for quite some time. (laughs) I'm dumb and horny like all high schoolers. (laughs) and uh have no way to express that (laughs) is this when sam confesses that she is james that's happening soon okay we've got like another couple of scenes first like where taylor actually calls her dad on the phone and they agree to meet up which is like i guess that plot needs to be in here too i really think it's kind of extraneous we also have a bit where taylor turns to her mom and it's like Mom, I've learned my lesson and you were being good to me this whole time. You were, I thought you were overprotective and mean, but I learned my lesson. Mom's like, oh, I, I guess I didn't let you talk to me, but you're right. I am correct here. <laughs> yes, I did great. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. I think the only reason that she talks to their dad, aside from like they set it up and they do want to close off that little plot thread is that like she's only been talking to her mom and a doctor about this and needs like maybe one other person to talk to but like other than that like yeah it it definitely just seems like if they were just never mentioned the dad the movie could have yeah, been the same it would have been the same without any extra things it just feels like there's a whole fucking thing to get into there of like i left my family i was cheating on my wife with a 25 year old woman that's a lot actually that's a lot. And like, that's the, we don't have time for all of that, buddy. It kind of makes me wonder if there was like a longer cut of the movie where, you know, there was like more of that. Or maybe it was originally intended to be a mini series and that was going to be like a thing yeah. or something. Maybe. Yeah. And just like throughout like the drafts, like just that kept being in the movie. <laughs> so they had to film it. Yeah, I guess. It's just weird. Yeah. But that's all interrupted, though, because, like, Mom and Taylor hug it out. But then, like, Taylor gets a text message from Sam that's like, please come outside. Need to talk to you. (laughs) So Taylor goes outside. He's like, you can come in. And and Sam's like, you won't want me to. (laughs) You're going to hate me in a minute. This dramatic lesbian. (laughs) Oh, very much so. She confesses that she was James. And I don't quite remember how it goes. I'm not even sure because it's just like, I think it's just like, go get out for for whatever reason. It feels like this scene just does not really get like the weight and gravitas that kind of needed. It's at this point where they're like, it's been an hour and a half. We've hit the two to two and a half hour mark on the TV show. We need to get done. Come on, guys. Finish up the filming. Because like she like leaves and then like we get stuff of Sam later, like basically like defending Taylor online. And like maybe, maybe I don't remember if she actually says like, James is fake. I did it. Somehow Clicksters has discovered that Samantha was pretending to be James this whole time. I don't know how. I'm going to say that she just came out and said it to like, you know, get it out in the open. Then now she is the target of bullying. Now people are bullying her and saying like, oh, you're pretending to be a dude. And it's like, this is the point where it's like, I'm sorry, it's high school in 2011. You're telling me that nobody is just calling her a lesbian or some like weird (laughs) version of that? I pretended to be a dude online for several years after Cindy. Apparently. 
<laughs> after oh this is post post cindy you were pretending to be many people i did i catfished so many people hi everybody on neopet <laughs> pippin was me <laughs> <laughs> the truth goes out this has been a sting operation you're under arrest mac <laughs> We also cut back group therapy with another session. That's where the fat girl who wants vengeance is like, you could just, you could just block people. And Taylor's like, (gasps) (laughs) you could just block people? I never thought of that. I do love the look on her face when she's like, I could have. Yeah, you're, no, you're right. You could have blocked people this whole time. Yeah. You still would have probably got people being mean to you at school, but like. You could have just blocked people. Just block people, honey. That little block button is not sacred. And it's free, too. It's free. You can use it as many times as you need to. At this point, when she says that, they have kind of, like, in the group stuff, they have started hammering home that, like, it's not just the bullying. It's that, it like, it follows you home. Yeah. When she says, like, you could block them and then it won't, uh, there's the thesis of the movie. Like, the internet bullying is different from regular bullying and that it's bullying that comes to your face. Like... Comes to you no matter where you are. It lives in your little box. It lives in your little horrible box on terrible <laughs> websites. <laughs> yeah, you can just you can you can just block people. Like it doesn't mean that like your experience is going to be one hundred percent like super great, but like you can just block people, especially yeah. if they're randos who are like fake mean to you because they're being over familiar and playful rude and playfully rude. Like you can just block randos. That button is free, and that's my favorite use of it. <laughs> <laughs> They also have some weird, stupid advice in there that's like, talk to people about being bullied. Yes. However, their examples are, tell your favorite teacher or your principal (laughs) or report them to the bully's internet service provider and maybe they'll shut down the account. Yeah. And I was like, that's not how websites work entirely. But like, I see what you're trying to do. Definitely talk to people about problems you are having. That's good. That opens you up to receiving emotional support. Yeah. Yeah. But telling your favorite teacher or your principal? I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, you couldn't pay me to talk to my principal if I, <laughs> when I was in school. <laughs> this is when, like, the after school special stuff definitely starts, like, permeating into it. Like, characters act, and then they are briefly possessed by the spirit of the after-school special. (laughs) (laughs) By the spirit of TBS, yeah. (laughs) Caleb's like, that doesn't actually completely stop it, actually. And the doctor is like, his eyes glaze over, he opens his mouth, and he says, well, you don't know until you try. (laughs) That's not how it works. Okay. We have a brief scene where mom is talking to a lawman so they can make an internet law for their state. You can tell he's a lawman because he has a bow tie. He has a bow tie and a briefcase. And he's in a hurry and he's like, I don't have time for that. He says, I don't go on the internet. And it's like, I, I have assistants who do internet for me. <laughs> Would that we could all do that. Oh, I know, right? Would oh. that we could just have internet assistance. But then, now the assistant has the double the <laughs> amount of internet exposure to them, you know? Now that now they're yeah. responsible for two internet presences. Now they have two pain boxes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, can't do it without real bullying. And Taylor's mom is like, their names are on their profile. Like, <laughs> there's a picture of the girl who, with her joker smile, being mean to my daughter. Like... And she even mentions that, like, other states have done it. And she mentions, like, an actual real case that happened where, like, a teen was bullied and died by suicide. 
and then there was a law and she's like do we have to wait for that every time and i was like wow this is we're still having this argument huh yeah yeah that's weird that this never goes away <laughs> huh <laughs> oh the year of our lord 2022 it's just, it's just 2011 again cool. which was just t- 2001 again cool. which has just been never forever forever Fuck, i thought it was still 2020 but it turns out it's just 2011 <laughs> But he brushes her off and she's like, I'm going to go to the papers then. (laughs) We'll get a brief scene where Taylor and Scott talk at the diner that he works at. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm a turd. That wasn't cool. And she's like, so like the video I made, that wasn't about you. And he was like, I did think it was. And then my mom (laughs) said I was being a stupid, horny boy. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) I like that Scott is like a flawed, dumbass teen boy, but he is not like a villain. Yeah. He is ultimately trying his best and it, like is will get become better, you know, over the yeah. course of the movie. And that's mm-hmm. nice to see. Scott, like any teenager, had no idea how to handle this and handled <laughs> yeah. it like a teenager would. Yeah, just no clue what he was doing. Picked a bad option. Yeah. Taylor's mom goes to the newspaper where we have an incidental line where a journalist is on a phone and he's like, yeah, yeah, a JPEG will do. <laughs> a JPEG will do. Sir, I assure you, whatever it is, a JPEG will not in fact do. <laughs> he calls it JPEG. Like, he hits it weird. <laughs> yeah, he does. And I was like, buddy, you new? Are you new here? Literally, anything that you need a, that you need an image file for, journalist, it is not a JPEG. Maybe someone was just telling about a meme they saw, and they're like, <laughs> I can send it over when a PNG. He's like, no, JPEG's fine for a meme. I don't have to publish it. But if he's on a work call. And it's like, are you sure? Because this one cat wants to show the other cat his Pokemans. <laughs> <laughs> You see, because cats don't usually talk, nor do they play on Game Boys. <laughs> they don't have the thumbs to operate a Game Boy, typically. <laughs> and that's not even how you say Pokemon. <laughs> a lot of layers, like a like an onion. <laughs> it's like an onion. <laughs> so they talk about this article that they want to write about this like harassment case. And he's like, I don't know, man, like teens getting bullied is not really like a story, but (laughs) it's not news. (laughs) It's not news. But, you know, if you know the person who bullied you and you both want to talk, we could do a story like that. And so they're like, "Okay, well, let's call Sam. And she's up for it. They meet in just a little like interview room and they talk to the journalist together. And at some point they ask her, well, why did you? create a fake account to tell your best friend that she makes you melt samantha (laughs) also just real quick before we get her i'm sure great answer (laughs) the the reporter's like yeah but if we can get the bully in here and i was like the bully is not quite correct yeah and also taylor's mom is like yeah we'll do we'll call her and taylor's like I don't want her to think I'm coming after her. And Taylor's mom's like, don't matter. It's the only way we're getting this in the paper is she already said yes. So deal with it. Yeah. Not really the most nuanced take here. So back to her very straight answer. (laughs) Well, I just thought I was protecting her from a guy and I was hurt and angry and I don't know, jealous. But the reasons don't really matter. The one thing she does say that I like is that it didn't feel like bullying. Like, I didn't feel like I was bullying her Mm because I was online and, like, I didn't see it until it was, like, too late and I was in over my head. 
And that I like, but the rest of it was just like, I see what you're not saying. The rest of it is very much like, I don't know, I was jealous, but I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, don't, don't worry about it. And, and, I don't um, know. She's pretty. What do you want from me? <laughs> I just, I just want to hold her hand and play with her hair and 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 uh, and and tell her that she makes me melt inside and listen to her read me poetry. It's fine. <laughs> this is normal, it's fine. regular. Gals me a pal stuff. Get off my back, reporter. Just gal stuff. Just friends. <laughs> but like actually talking about the difference of being online versus talking to a real person. Yeah, that's a legit thing. Yeah. Afterwards, the whole thing actually goes okay. Taylor's still kind of pissed because, you know, reasonable. But she does actually extend the olive branch to Samantha and being like, hey, because Samantha mentions also getting like bullied on Clicksters now. And Taylor's like, hold the phone. What? Uh, tell me more. Taylor's like, actually, hey, that sucks. I don't want that to happen to you. Listen, I go to the support group that's actually, like, really helping me. And maybe you should, like, do that. And I do not wish for you to suffer, which is good. It's a very, like, sweet moment because, like, Sam tries to be like, I deserve it for being mean. And Taylor's like, you do not. You absolutely do not. That's not how it works. Absolutely no one deserves it. Listen, maybe you can crave vengeance. My support group does. (laughs) (laughs) We do have a... Pro-vengeance contingency of the support group, you know. But like, listen, maybe talk to people, including other people who are going through the same thing that you are or have. That is a good thing to do. Yeah. Weird. Wild. Weird how that works. And so in this lurching plot, we finally come to the final scene of the movie, which is Taylor. She's ready to go back to school. Mom walks her into the school. Taylor leaves her, goes up to the cafeteria where she finds Sam lurking outside because she's like worried about going in. I do want to call attention real quick to some of the signs that are pasted around the cafeteria because we have two separate signs about recycling cork, (laughs) which I did not think was actually that much of a problem with cork. (laughs) Is cork waste kind of a big concern? Cork is actually a very biodegradable material. Yeah. It's a big thing in Billy Every State. (laughs) (laughs) There's also a sign about youth drug abuse prevention programs, and they spell programs the- The The British way? The British way. Programs. (laughs) P-R-O-G-R-A-M-M-E-S. So, like, this is a Midwestern Canadian town. (laughs) Yeah. And also, I had just wanted to look at these scenes, and John, who was, like, kind of watching this with me by this point, is like, wait a second. And he points out the two cork signs, and then the handwritten sign that is talking about learning Italian. And he's like, well, that's what's up with all the corks. They're all drinking that vino. <laughs> leaving it around. The birds are eating it. <laughs> it's like, shit, it's cyberbullying and cork. This school has problems. <laughs> school has two very specific problems. Mountain High School has some problems. <laughs> get your shit together, Mountain High School. <laughs> this is why you don't get an adjective. <laughs> so Taylor and Sam are like, hey, let's sit together at lunch. It's okay. We're going to be okay. But of course, they have to walk directly by Lindsay. <laughs> By the Joker gang. Jokerized teen. <laughs> Lindsay and her gang of Jokers who are just waiting for Batman Beyond to start. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, look, it's the Psycho Twins. Which is like, what? <laughs> this is such a... What's your theme? What's your bullying theme, Lindsay? Because you're... What's your angle here? You're all over the place with your insults. <laughs> are they slutty? <laughs> 
Do they have like mental health problems? What's happening here? Yeah. What's your theme, Lindsay? Are they gay? <laughs> Sam is like, let's just go. And Taylor's like, no, Lindsay, your words hurt. <laughs> yeah, then she, then she gets possessed by the spirit of TBS. <laughs> And she basically gives the moral of the story, which is like, when you say things, it hurts people, even if you're on internet. And Lindsay does not drop her Joker smile the entire time. And then everyone starts to come in and be like, hey, actually, yeah, you make it so the website that we go on for fun sucks shit, Lindsay. <laughs> Cheyenne is back in the movie now. Cheyenne is like, actually, that does suck. And that is whack. And Scott comes in like, yeah, it's not cool. And Caleb's like, God, I'm going to do so much violence. I hate you so much. (laughs) I want vengeance. I want vengeance. (laughs) Vengeance. Come on, Boogie, let's burn this motherfucker down. There is a weird moment during this where, like, nobody claps at anything until after Scott talks. And it just feels a little weird to me. It's like, yeah, that's who should get the applause for this. The guy, the straight white guy. Yeah. And I love that it is straight up a, and then everybody stood up and clapped. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, but that's literally how the story ends, though. We also get like shots of like phones being like, do you hear that Taylor owned Lindsay? (laughs) Yeah. Lindsay seems, again, completely Joker smiling here. And it's just like, get out of my face, losers. And just as leaves the cafeteria, which like, I don't know, maybe her lunch period's over. Yeah, she's got, she's got to get to history now. <laughs> but anyway, we've fixed cyberbullying. It's all over. It was only Lindsay. <laughs> People are like texting each other like, man, it's safe to go online now? <laughs> It was Lindsay's problem. We also get a phone call that's like the lawman is actually drafting a law for Billy every state now. It'll be illegal to harass minors online. Because there was in the news. Yeah, thank God. (laughs) That's really going to be enforceable. Good job. Yeah. Also, I like the way the reporter said it. He's like, he said that you misheard him, which is definitely like, no, he got bullied into doing something, into doing his job. It's just straight up like, and everybody's like, oh, Lindsay was the only reason that being online sucked. That's it. It's like, that's it. The evil is defeated, and now Kyoko's spirit will live in this happy frog. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely feels like the day that Twitter banned Trump when we were like, now it'll be better, right? Oh. And it was for a minute. It was for a minute, and you know. But not terribly long. At least there's fewer, like, retweet dunks of a fucking asshole on my feed, but, like... I don't know any better ways to be like, you don't need to put that on everyone's feed. <laughs> like, <laughs> How have we not figured this out by now? Stop that. Stop this thing. But anyway, Lindsay's gone. The internet's safe. And everyone was <clears throat> like, I was also really mean online, but I'm going to blame Lindsay and just stop and <laughs> now so I don't get in trouble, too. I think. So it feels like this feels like a thing where now everybody's going to bully Lindsay. Oh, yeah. We don't get to see Cyberbully 2 where Lindsay <laughs> is bullied relentlessly until she becomes a serial killer. <laughs> She's all hopped up on Joker gas. She becomes fully Jokerized. Yeah. She, she goes full Joker in the sequel. 
We will have a scene in the sequel where Lindsay is like, I'm going to become the Joker. <laughs> 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing. Is that when that movie happened? I don't remember. It was, yeah. Yeah. Because once you hit 2019, time starts getting fuzzy. Yeah, I uh, I was listening to an old episode of The Morphin Grid the other day where I mentioned going to the movies, and I was like, that? Oh, man. Okay, when was this? Um, and I've been to the movies several times since then, but like there are protocols more now. Right. But I specifically mentioned that Sonic the Hedgehog is about to come out, and oh, I went, no. oh, no. Oh, no, past Jake. Oh, no. That's the last movie you get to see in theaters for like... <laughs> Two years, dog. Like, That's the last movie that exists for two years. That was the final movie for like a long time. God damn it. And I was like, well, you didn't know. <laughs> oh, sweet summer child. Wrapped in the cashmere blanket of ignorance. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. That's Cyberbully. That's Cyberbully, everybody. That's Cyberbully. Oh. So I guess with that, it's time for our final fact. I think it is. Mac, what's your final fact? My final fact is I am vengeance. <laughs> I am the knight. <laughs> I am that girl in, 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 the, th- in, the, in the thing. And in, 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 I'm, in, I'm in the club and I really want vengeance. <laughs> You're the girl from group therapy? <laughs> yeah, Spider's great, actually. <laughs> Jake, what's your final fact? My final fact is that maybe you shouldn't try to justify slurs. <laughs> yeah, just, just putting one. that one out there. I feel like it's super easy to not do that. And maybe <laughs> you could do it instead of what you did, Taylor. <laughs> Annie, mm-hmm. what's your final fact? If you're going to be drinking all that freaking vino, maybe recycle your cork better, folks. <laughs> <laughs> the birds are dying out here. It's like Alka-Seltzer. It blows them up. <laughs> like rice <laughs> jake thank you for coming to talk about cyberbully <laughs> yeah thank you jake thank you for having me this is a lot of fun good i'm glad because i wasn't sure if this was really your wheelhouse but the trick of being a recovering film student is that every movie is my wheelhouse <laughs> <laughs> for the most when i watch things i turn like a good quarter of my brain off or else i will see all the strings and not be able to enjoy it but when i have to <laughs> analyze something then like i get to flex muscles that i haven't in a while so that's nice the full jake yeah usually <laughs> i only use it for power rangers so it's nice it's nice to use it somewhere else right different dramatic teens for this one yeah exactly yeah. yeah like if i'm watching like a movie on tubi like for example 50 shades of gray asylum film bound starring charisma carpenter <laughs> gotta get in on the tubi trash fire oh it's so good annie it is (laughs) we're all old enough to remember video rental places you know that feeling of being at a rental place and seeing a movie that you've never seen before and you can only judge it based on what the front looks like and the brief description on the back Uh uh-huh it gives me that high of like it is friday night all of us are running around video lane trying to grab a movie to convince the rest of us that this is one of the three we should rent tonight and watch until two in the morning. It's so nice. <laughs> oh, God, you've sold me. Shit. The movie Bound is not good. Charisma Carpenter gets naked in it, and that is about the best <laughs> quality it has. And other than that, not not a good flick, I would say. But it hit the brain just right. 
It's an hour and a half long, and sometimes that's all I need to watch a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, because honestly, Mac and I, we are constantly just like digging through the backlogs of streaming services looking for the choiciest trash. Yeah, we love the choicy trash. Yeah, it's all on Tubi. Good. It's all on Tubi. Good. Uh, One of your faves, Jupiter Ascending, is on there right now. Oh, my favorite trash. Just to give you the kind of quality that you're looking for. I watched a movie called Bram Stoker's Van Helsing, expecting it to be a generic vampire movie. And it was a very good for no reason. It had no business being as good as it was. Yeah, that honestly sounded really like legit the way you were describing it. Yeah, Dracula doesn't even show up. It's a medical mystery about why Lucy <laughs> keeps losing blood and boys are trying to give her theirs. And it's great. And then there's some like vampire stuff at the end. But like by then you're invested. So I will stop evangelizing Tubi now. <laughs> I don't even get paid for it. You can't pay for Tubi. It's free. You, I tried. <laughs> so, Jake, since you're our guest, tell the Internet people where they can find you. Find me on the bad website. <laughs> One pain box. <laughs> the bluebird one at jj underscore mason i have about a hundred podcasts i edit gem jammer and you can hear me do a little poem in the most recent one i'm still like i'm still blown away by that one that was so fucking good thank you that was so good jake i'm pretty happy with how that turned out i basically wrote it over the course of editing the episode (laughs) (laughs) as it came to me there's pokemon world tour united which is an actual play and it's been on that and that's coming back soon i don't want to I don't know when this is coming out, but maybe it's out, maybe it's not. There's the Morphin Grid, where I talk about Power Rangers. There's Kingdom Smarts, where I learn about Kingdom Hearts and get emotional about characters of in video games I've never played. Yeah, there's more from there, but those are basically the big ones. You can go find those. We're not going to talk about what our next fact is, because we'll be picking that later. But whatever it's going to be, you should listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I Will Fight You comes out every five weeks. It is edited by Lucas Brown of the Math of You podcast. He's a great guy. I like Lucas a lot. You should be his friend, too. If you would like to support us, a like, rating, view, subscribe, wherever you find us is always helpful. Helps our metrics. Tell people about it. Tell us what you think about it on Twitter at CRC Podcast. That's pretty much just me. Tell me how much you like my friends, and I will tell them how much you like my friends. If you would like to support us with dollars, you can do that at patreon.com slash the gem jam for just a dollar a month. You can get early access episodes of I Will Fight You at $5. Our behind the scenes tier has our show notes and everything that we create. And then there's also stuff for our other shows, Gem Jammer and Date Me Damn It on there, which is also just great shit. I'm a big fan of the things that I make with my friends because my friends are great and I love them. That's everything. Go look for us on the internet, on your pain box. On your own personal pain box. (laughs) On your own personal pain box. Laugh about dumb internet things for a little while with us. Join us next time when we will have another incredible, very true, incontrovertible fact for you. So until next time, I'm Annie. I'm Mac. And I'm Jake. And we have fought you. Missouri have mountains. Yeah, they have the they have the the, the Ozarks. I don't know. They get over there. I'm terrible with geography, so the Ozarks are are pretty big. I mean, well, relatively, relatively, you know, like with the Appalachians and everything, they're they're smaller than the Rockies. That's because the Rockies are young and and flexy chads and whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit! All right, all right. Flexi Chad's Rockies versus the Virgin Smokies. <laughs> what?
I punched an upperclassman for who kept picking on me because I was short and he did not know what to do about that. And then when he jumped me in the bathroom later, according to my friend Josh, who was there, neither of you won, but you didn't lose. So that's all that mattered to me. That's all that matters.